1: So we're going to continue with a theme I started the other day, uh, the great Republican surrender, <laughs> you know, because that's kind of what's going on right now. And we'll talk about that a little bit. We've got uh, Bill Fecky has a little bit of an abbreviated report this morning, Report this morning. so let's get right to him. Let's get going and then uh, find out what's uh, uh, fascinating on the Fecky mind this morning.
0: On tight, Action
2: Radio presents the FECI Report. Good morning, Action Radio Land. It is debate season. It is 13 days until the election. And I'm telling you, Greg, right now we got mm-hmm. four debates to uh, discuss here in the next fifteen, twenty minutes and it's Yo. absolutely nuts some of the stuff that's happening. Okay, tell me. All right, let's start with Alaska. Alaska has gone rogue. Yes, mm. I am saying that. And I cannot agree with them anymore. Uh they have censured Mitch McConnell. Uh the wow. the, the, the yeah, the G O P has be- mostly because he is endorsing, um, not their candidate.
0: <laughs> so it, well, it, he's going know, with the rhino. He's going of- with the
1: transgender Democrat Murkowski. So yeah, so Correct. so censoring him is a good thing. I, you sound like it was. You made it sound like it was it a is. bad thing. Why is it a bad?
2: No, thing? I said I can't. I can't. I can't agree with them anymore. Oh, okay, uh, good. I mean, okay. I mean,
0: just yeah, checking.
2: Yeah, no. What they're yeah, what they're doing is pretty awesome up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not going to talk about the Murkowski race today. Because uh, okay. I think we're both in agreement that Murkowski is going to win based upon their ranked voting system, unfortunately, Yay. but this should be kind of interesting.
1: I agree we don't have to talk about it, but I don't agree that she's going to win necessarily. I think Alaskans uh, yes. may the, – the attempt of the other candidate is to have people not use the ranking system at all, just vote for Chewbacca. Um, and just leave it, or exactly. I, <laughs> And just leave it at that. Don't don't use extra rankings. That is how the, they can sabotage this system that sabotages their election. So it's it's actually an election correction. Anyway, but we're not going to talk about that.
2: Whatever we're going to no, talk. We're, we're, we're going to talk, talk about the other Alaska race Ooh. Uh, with everyone's favorite darling Sarah uh, Palin.
1: I like Sarah Palin. I want her on the show.
2: Yeah, I, I think Sarah Sarah Palin is awesome. Yep. Uh, but she really, she rocked the world this weekend up in uh, Alaska. They mm-hmm. had a debate at the Alaska Federation of of Natives. It's their annual convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was broadcasted uh, statewide. And, you know, it's funny how when you have a rank system like this, how your alliances change.
0: Hmm.
2: <laughs> and Sarah Palin uh you know she, she ran against uh incumbent which is now the incumbent Mary uh P- Paletto, uh Peltola P- ah Pelt- how do you spell it P E P- 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 L T O L A P- Pelt- Peltola Peltola and then the other republican Nick uh Begich. uh so mm-hmm.
1: does so, he
3: have too so much political baggage
2: law- <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, Um, you know, Palin and Begich, their families have a long feud. Uh, Begich has a grandfather and father who's been Uh in politics in Alaska. So they've had a long feud. Now, these three went at each other in the special election in April where the Uh Democrat, Petola, won. Uh Uh, Palin came in second and Begich came in third. Mm-hmm. Um, and Palin really blamed Begich uh, for just getting in the race to make sure that she wouldn't win. And it kind of looks like that was the case. Uh, so now we we have uh, um, a repeat here, except for this time there, w- there will be a fourth candidate, a libertarian candidate. So that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. But here we have an issue where the GOP establishment in Alaska is backing Begich and not Sarah Palin. Uh, mm-hmm. mostly because uh, they're so pissed off at Sarah, Sarah Palin for leaving the governor's seat in 2009. Uh, so there's some bad blood still
1: mm-hmm. left over.
0: Which...
1: Are you sure about that? Because um, you know, they don't like Trump because he's independent. Uh, Sarah Palin is like the ultimate non-deep state person. She's an actual Republican. She's conservative. Right. She believes in America first. That's what the real reason is. I don't believe this other stuff. Because the governorship was 2009? That was a while ago.
0: Well, it
2: was a while hot, ago, though. but, you know, you still have – well, hot. I mean, they censured Mitch McConnell for backing Murkowski when the right. GOP establishment is backing uh, Chewbacca. So, and Chewbacca. Are you is sure they're backing – no, I don't so. think so. I don't think they're backing – I think they're all backing Yeah, Murkowski.
0: they are. Yeah. That's the
2: re- That's the reason why they're uh, censoring uh, McConnell. Hmm. So what yeah, effect so... is that going to have,
1: though? what is Is that just in, in Alaska? Is it the Alaska congressional delegation? What What effect is this going to have?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, what, what the effect that it could have is that, you know, most a lot of the money is going to go to the baggage uh, campaign. But, you know, what, what bombshell that happened over the weekend at this convention, uh, like I said, it was broadcasted statewide, was mm-hmm. Sarah Palin basically endorsed Petola, the Democrat.
0: Uh well, Yeah, you know, she
2: is friends with, she's friends with Petola. Uh, they've gone mm-hmm. on vacations together in the past. Um, mm-hmm. And she said that she... Yeah, and, and, and she came out and said that the only thing shooting? that she doesn't like about
1: shooting yeah, and probably,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, probably the only thing that uh, but, but she came out and said the only thing I don't like about Patola is that she's a Democrat, but otherwise I yeah. love her.
1: And that's and, the problem and, you, is know, you can have a decent person and they have to vote party politics, and that sort of takes away their decent person. That's the problem.
2: Right. Yeah. So so that's kind of interesting in itself because you know you're talking about uh, you know one of the you know, faces of the Republican Party and Sarah Palin basically coming out in everything but endorsing uh, a Democrat who's running against her. So, you know, a lot of people think that this is a political ploy because you're going to uh-huh. have the Republicans who will never vote for a Democrat. But maybe right. they might pick Patola as second or something. Um, but well, you know, but this is all about this is This is against establishment. This is all about squashing baggage. That's what this is all about. It no, just I think it's in third.
1: No, I think I think it's uh, I think it's uh, America First Sarah Palin versus Republican establishment McConnell, and uh, there's too much baggage. <laughs> but I think that's what it's coming down <laughs> to. So the supporting uh, so she, she would rather support a Democrat, knowing that she's probably going to lose anyway, uh, and and you know it's like uh, the old chaos thing where Rush Limbaugh was telling everybody to vote for Hillary Clinton, you know, on the Republican side just to script the election so Obama wouldn't get it. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's, this is why weighted voting doesn't work. But I think I interrupted you. So what you were saying—that uh, what do you, you think is behind all this? I think I kind of. Uh,
2: no, I, I, I really think it's—it's uh, it's just imagine, its just about Palin wanting to squash baggage and getting that family out of Alaska politics is really what it comes down to in the end. Uh, like I said, there's a longstanding feud between the two families, okay. um, and yeah, and but like I said, I mean she is friends with Patola. And, you know, obviously she would have Patola's ear if Patola won again. So Palin would be in a win-win, kind of a win-win situation. Um, you know, this Patola would be as interesting because she hasn't really come out one way or another on a mm-hmm. lot of the Democrat talking points.
1: Um, so, well, what know, do you know about Alaskan Democrats? I mean, how, how conservative are Alaskan Democrats compared to, say, uh, New Jersey or Maryland Democrats? I'll, I'll bet you there's a difference.
2: Oh, they're way more conservative. Um, okay. Obviously, you know Alaska is just a different entity oh, in there. itself. It's almost like a, it's almost like a separate country. Uh, when yeah, you talk is. about what's important. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I actually
1: went there. I, I, mean, I took yeah, we went up as far. I took my kid there. We went up to the uh, Anaktuvuk Pass, about 160 miles north of the Arctic Circle. So I've seen from the inland waterway all the way through uh, Anchorage, Fairbanks, Denali, all the way up to uh, Anaktuvuk. So it's a, it's an amazing state. We're in the tundra, baby. Permafrost, yeah. Yep. Caribou yeah. on the I mean, uh, just, on the, but, know, the stairs. But, yeah, uh-huh. but you know
2: when you talk about um, Alaska, you know everyone basically has the same general concept. They care about the environment. They uh-huh. care about gun rights because you know hun- hunting, and you know it, you know with the hunting, you we got have moose a good walking down the main
1: street. <laughs>
2: you remember <laughs> well, yeah. the exposure? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, I mean I have seen the pictures of it. I mean yeah. But I mean but you got yeah, but you know, everyone cares about the environment up there, everyone cares about uh gun rights up there, uh, because of the hunting and that's their main source of food. Uh, mm-hmm. so you know, Isn't there's that not much difference when you
1: find it's caring about the environment the two, and but
2: about gun rights.
1: Don't you find that interesting?
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a whole different animal. I mean, literally a different animal up there, and it's a different country up there. Most of the based upon how... <laughs> it's a different world. <laughs> so, so when you're talking about you know, you know, fundamental rights, you know, you're not talking about a typical Democrat who's screaming abortion rights. Yeah. Um, you know, because you got a lot, of, a lot of Native Americans up there. Native Americans, for the most part, are anti-abortion. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of a, it's a mixed bag up there. I mean, you're really talking about a bunch of independents, and mm-hmm. to prove that point, after Sarah Palin left the governorship, her lieutenant governor took over, but then the guy who followed him wasn't independent, who won the governorship. Mm. So okay. that kind of tells you right there, you know, what Alaska's all about. They really are more independent than, independent than anything else.
1: Have you been up there? Uh,
2: but I've never been. We're going to do the Alaska cruise here either uh, this coming March or the following March or April.
1: Yeah, talk to me beforehand because you want to get a mid-sized ship. You don't want to get a big ship. You get too big a ship, you can't go up the inland waterway. So we went on the, uh, the Volandam. It's a Holland America ship. Absolute blast. Okay. So you need, you need about a 1,500 passenger or less ship. Okay. So you got to make sure, make sure it goes up the inland waterway because if you don't, you're going to miss the grizzlies on one side of the ship and the humpback whales on the other. So you want to go up that inland waterway. Trust me on this.
2: Yeah, that's why I want to do March was for the humpback mm-hmm. whales, because that's about yep. the time don't, that they're running.
1: if you get on a big ship. If you get a 3,000-passenger ship, you'll be way out in the middle of the ocean. You won't see anything. So don't do that.
2: All righty. Okay. Yeah. So, let's, so we're going to go – we're doing a 180-degree turn here from the cold Alaska to the very hot mm. Florida. We're going mm. to talk about this for a minute, because this debate was basically chalk, if you want to call it that. Uh, I mean, Ron DeSantis versus Charlie Crist. Um, they all, they both did their talking points. Charlie Crist you know, starts off the debate talking about abortion rights, um, and you know, and of course, the media only wants to cover one part, one point, and one point only. And that was when Charlie Crist asked Ron DeSantis if he will remain governor for four years, and Ron DeSantis. Was like a deer in the headlights. Now to defend Ron DeSantis, well, it was bad because you knew that was coming, mm-hmm. and he should have had a line prepared, and he mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, in which you know, but Ron DeSantis has never been known to be a great public speaker to begin with, um, and he kind of showed showed himself the other night. But in his defense, he did not have to respond because they. Because Charlie Chris was the one who did not want questions to be asked before the, uh, from candidate to candidate; that it had to be only the moderator. Hmm. So, so Ron DeSantis was correct in not responding, but he should have responded. Um, yeah. But that, I mean, yeah, that there's... was really the, that was the only negative that you could really yeah. say about Ron DeSantis uh, during that whole thing. Everything else went according to plan for both sides. Um, no, no, one, no one changed their mind after that debate. Um, yeah. I mean, they well, did not I get really a, show.
0: I got
1: a question for you. The, the Republicans seem to me – we're going to talk about the Republican surrenders. I've got a whole list of them going back to uh, uh, Bonnier <laughs> and Ryan, uh, and McCarthy's right in that, that amazing fold. But why is it that the GOP has never when – it, when it comes to – when the left talks about abortion rights, how come no one's ever said, that's not a right? There is no such thing as an abortion right. A, the Supreme Court cannot declare rights. That's not their job. And secondly, you only rights are only rights if they can be exercised individually. You know, and so there's a, there's a huge, you know besides the, the, the pro-life argument, there's a huge argument to be made, a legal argument, that legally only individuals can exercise rights. Individuals cannot exercise rights over other individuals. And that would, so in other words, you've know, you got three people involved in abortion. You've got a mother, a father, and a baby. So there can never be a right. It can be a contract. It can be a, a provision of law or not, but it cannot be a right. And they've never said that. They've never come out and just made that blatant point and got people at least thinking about the fact that a right is always exercised by an individual and not over another individual.
2: Correct. And, you know, and, and the whole rights thing will be a subject that we could talk about down the line a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. That was uh, always it.
2: uh, yeah. we, we probably need to have a whole show on it because there's a lot of rights that people think that you have that you actually don't have. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it costs somebody else money and or labor, you know, if you're given something, it's not a right, you know, a right is something you freely exercise without government interference. I put it, I put it very simply, you know, you have a right to own and carry firearms, but the government's not going to give you one.
2: (laughs) It's just that simple. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, so going with that um, abortion Mm -hmm. part, uh, we're going to flip over to Pennsylvania real quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. And the debate between Fetterman and Oz kind of didn't go the way the Democrats were hoping it was going to go.
0: Well, they
1: already surrendered before the debate even started. you remember that when they were saying, well, Fetterman's not a public speaker and he's got to read a computer? And Oz has been in TV for 20 years and he'll be great. So they already conceded beforehand to lower expectations. They've got great political strategists. We don't.
2: (laughs) We're idiots. Well, okay. So, but I don't, you know, even though they were making excuses ahead of time, there's a few people that did flip during that debate that mm-hmm. were um now you you got to remember this was basically at a Democrat committee office for the lack of a better term. Oh, um, really? There was Democrats Who was the moderator? Yeah, there were Demo- Democrat signs everywhere yeah. um in the windows um the mm-hmm. whole crowd was a Democrat crowd um,
1: uh, Democrat moderator. Yeah, so I mean who were in the debate?
2: I do believe so if I, I you know I forgot to double check but it the way the questions were presented, it does sound like it was a Democrat moderator.
0: Okay, so we had agenda uh, questions that. So when that
2: means left, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and you know, so the Oz went into the lion's den and he came out. Daniel, uh, I mean, he he was on Ooh, point.
1: Can I quote he, that line? That's sh- a really good line. Did you make that up?
2: Yeah, I did. I thought about it this morning. <laughs>
1: no, that's good. That's really good. I'm impressed.
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, he he was strong. He stuck to his points, yeah. um, and you know, and you know, they kept trying to uh, push him against the GOP establishment. Mm -hmm. Like, because he's, uh, Dr. Oz has always said he's against abortion, but in cases of rape, incest, um, which is one and the same in my opinion, um, and uh, a a woman who could die uh, during pregnancy, uh, that he does think abortion is okay for that, which I hate when people add if the moms, if the expecting mother's, health is in jeopardy because then it's not an abortion. It, it's, a, it's, a medical, it's a medical procedure at that point, and that's a whole different – that's not an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there, I, I think there's a difference there. Uh, but so he came out and said that, you know, and he repeats it, but then they kept trying to get him to, to say something bad about McConnell because McConnell – everyone thinks McConnell going to go ahead and put a bill forward to uh, ban abortion 100% nationwide, which he's too much mm-hmm. of a coward to do that. Um, so, But uh, Dr. Oz stuck to his guns and said, I believe this is a state right uh, and the federal government should not be involved. And I agree 100 percent on this one. Uh, you know, it it's, it should it has everything to do with each individual state and that the federal government should not be involved with it whatsoever. So, you know, I do like how he came out and fired that off. And he came across very strong. Um, I was very overly impressed with him. I thought he would be more of a GOP establishment guy. But in this particular debate, he really came across, who uh, should for lack of a better term.
1: The debates yeah. are revealing, you know, because you're out there. You don't have a choice. And I know they drug up, you know, Brandon whenever he goes out for a public appearance or a, deb- or a debate. Uh, but this, but Fetterman, you know, he's obviously got health problems he should not be running. It is abuse. It is family abuse and political abuse to have that man out there when he should be recovering, recuperating, maybe writing or doing something else. But he should not be running for public office. Certainly not the Senate. So no, I really sorry he, for him uh, in the same way I feel sorry for time. Biden, you know, being pushed out there, yeah. even though we have to get him out of there because he can't do a job. But he's being pushed by family, by Jill, who should know better. Uh, but she's too, too enamored with the White House power and the, and the pomp and circumstance, even though she knows she got there illegally. So it's quite fascinating.
2: She's, she, she's not about the about the White House stuff. She's about protecting Hunter Biden, and as long as Joe's in charge, Hunter will be protected. But the minute Joe's out, Hunter's going to jail. Uh, that's what it comes down to. Uh, oh, that's interesting. But you know, going back well, to Fetterman, though, I mean, he, yeah. he really faltered a couple times during this debate where you could just see his mind just went blank. And I'm not talking about stage fright or anything like that. I'm talking about mentally incapable of uh-huh answering a question knowing well, where he was at at that moment yeah, yeah. and he's still you, you recovering know. and he kept mentioning it during the debate that he's still recovering mm-hmm. and but you know a lot of uh, he really turned a lot of people away from him during this debate a couple mm-hmm. people made excuses for him saying you know i thought he did really well considering he's mm-hmm. recovering wow. no 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 but a lot, a lot of people turned well, their he back may be on doing him
1: well and, in his recovery but the, that still doesn't make him eligible for the senate you know, you know, there's not a Correct. guarantee, you know, is, you know, but interesting I too. yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, I was gonna say, uh, you know, before that debate, Oz was behind by one point two points. Mm-hmm. Um, we should see a big swing um, this week on on the polls where Oz should overtake Fetterman after this uh, debate. And if not, then we really know that we just either have very stupid voters or we have false polls.
0: Well, do you I believe mean, that's the polls? really
2: what it comes down to? See,
1: I don't believe the polls. I think the polls are all about 10 points low for Republicans. I think they've been swayed. I think just like the last time when Hillary had a, you know, was up 70% to, to Trump's you know, 30% and Trump wins. I mean, that's impossible if the polls are even well, remotely know, accurate. Well, well, I don't believe again, the polls though, at all. You know,
2: going, yeah. going back to what you said and going back to what I said, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you always say, it depends on who they're polling. Are they polling just Democrats in general or are they mm-hmm. polling people who are actually going to vote? Um, that's the first thing. And then and then real like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Real Clear Politics came out um, and did a, a poll that sh- did a study, not a poll, a mm-hmm. study that showed polls favored Democrats 5.9 percent higher uh, than what their actual outcomes are. So whatever the current poll is, add 5.9 points to the uh, Republicans. Well, it's pretty close to 10
1: because they're saying six, basically. So I just I say it's probably closer fair. to ten points difference, but yeah. So in other words, if you if you take whatever poll, see, I think the polls are designed to suppress the Republican vote and encourage the Democrat vote. That's why they have the Democrats looking better than they actually are. Because, first of all, people, as you said, and rightly so, people like to vote for winners. So if the Republicans think yep. they're going to lose, fewer Republicans are going to vote, even though the Republican candidate on those close races is very much ahead. So I would add I would add five to ten points. Let's let's uh, give them a, a spread there, like a Vegas-style thing, you know, for each candidate. So whatever, any close race is probably the Republican by at least five points. And they're not saying yeah, it. Yeah,
2: well, I, mean, I think you have – yeah, but you still have to go look at history of – each individual state in each individual area too, and I think some of the polls go off. You know, some of the polls are very accurate, um, uh-huh. but some are very, are some are off. You know, depending on what area you're talking about. Um, if uh-huh. you're talking about uh, Los Angeles, for example, if you see a Democrat ahead by ten points, that's probably very accurate. But yeah. if you're talking about something like. Uh, Right, well, let's talk about the race in Michigan right now. I think this uh, governor race in Michigan, which is the last debate that I want to talk about before I have to go here. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: That was an interesting one also. Uh, once again, um, the crazy uh, – wh- came out uh, fighting for
0: women. <laughs> I call <it> her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Looks like She's Gre- to Gre-
1: be in uh, the, the mirror on the wall. That's her. She's the, the – you know. Who's the fairest of the Mirror,
0: mirror on yeah. the wall, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Mandate>. um, <laughs>
1: yeah no, she's dangerous.
2: So yeah, so so she she's clinging, clinging onto a lead right now in Michigan that has dwindled every single time. And she didn't mm-hmm. really do herself any favor by having this debate uh, the other night. I, I don't think it was last night, but maybe it was last night or the night before. Uh, yeah. She really didn't come across as someone who – someone won. She, she's
1: not. She's not a likable person. Um, the no. Only thing that, no. She's. Or, yeah. See, the other person's pretty good. tutor. It's an interesting name for a person. Tudor. You know. Does she have a sister or yeah. a brother, Stuart? <laughs> you know, and, uh, and and another one. Uh, you know, what, what are the other Windsor? Is there a Windsor in the group too? I mean, let's let's get all the the, the houses of British royalty while we're at it. Um, but the but you know these here's the double-edged sword though. You kind of have to debate whether it's to your advantage or not, because the public now expects a debate, which is good, because Correct. for most people, that's the only time they actually get to see the candidates unfiltered. And even so, you've got a Democrat can, you know moderator, and that's the thing, too. So whatever the next, next time you know, Trump comes in, he's got to insist on, uh, like, Mark Levin hosting one of the debates or something like that, or a real constitutionalist. Uh, and so, the, but that's the biggest problem is the, you know the questions, and you know it's like the polls too. You can ask a really slanted question. I can say, you know, do you think we should get those dangerous assault weapons off the street, or should I say, do you believe them in the right of self-defense when looters are coming at you after a hurricane? It's the same question, <laughs>
0: sure,
1: right? You know, but it's going to get completely different results if you ask those two questions. That'd be an interesting experiment. Well, correct.
2: It, yeah. it, you know, says so, uh, Whit- Whitmer is just ba- she's bad. Democrats don't like her. Republicans oh. don't like her. But once again, people vote well, on – Somebody
1: Tudor, voted for it, and,
2: Demo- and the Democrats just fear anything anyone who has an R next to their name. Um, and that's the reason why Whitmer is still a little bit ahead in the polls. But that is also the reason why uh, – and I can't remember – and I'm sorry I don't remember the Republican name. Or Tudor, you just said it. Um, why I think that there could be an upset here in Michigan um, – uh-huh. It's going to be a very close race, and I think that there may end up being a recount on this. Hmm. Um, and so it, that's how close it could end up getting. Uh, so it should be very, very interesting to see what uh, what transpires with that. But with that said, I do have to earn my dollar for today. Uh, I have to do cut out early. I got a couple people out of work so I have to oh. cover for them, so i got to get Move moving. Um, so, um, I'm only five minutes short, so I'll give you five minutes to say whatever you want about me without me even <laughs> I'm just going to give you a round of applause. So, yeah. Good. You uh, and, uh, have, a good, yeah have a good rest of the show.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Bill. We'll do it next week. Actually, that's pretty good because he was only going to stay about 15 minutes, so the fact that Bill stayed an extra 10 was good. The only uh, debate I think we didn't cover was Blake Masters' uh, uh, debate, and I'm going to take a look at some of these because, you know, I, I I don't mind wait, waiting until they're over as long as I can get the unedited version, you know, but debates really are the only time you get to see. Uh, The candidates, uh, you know, because I don't like campaign ads because those are scripted. Uh, News appearances are definitely scripted. You know, you could have the same candidate interviewed by CNN and, uh, you know, One American News, and it's a completely different interview, even though the issues are pretty much the same. And so there's definite reasons for and against uh, all these different things. But uh, I love debates. Um, But, again, you've got to have moderators that are actually moderate, you know, somewhat centrist. Uh, Instead of these left-wing debates, you know, when Chris Wallace debated in favor you know, Chris Wallace teamed up with uh, Brandon uh, to try and defeat Trump, and it didn't work. And then Trump looked argumentative. You know, he was disagreeing with the moderator. Well, the moderator was not moderating. The moderator was debating. What, he, what Trump should have said was, look, if you're going to debate, come on up here and get a podium. We'll get somebody there to ask questions who's neutral. That's what he should have said. But Trump's not a really good public speaker either. He's not real fast on his feet. But quite frankly, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I don't care about the tweets. I don't care about all this stuff of, quote, looking presidential. That's all fluff. I'm into results. What are the re- results? What are they actually doing? You know, and I've made this point before in California that we used to have really boring governors and they were fabulous, you know, but you never heard from them. They didn't do stuff. They didn't do big press conferences. They weren't showy. You know, California's down downhill slide started with uh, Schwarzenegger, although I love his movies. You know, just stuck to movies. Dude, you're great at movies. But you're great following a script that somebody else writes. But as a politician, he sucked. <laughs> Quite frankly, was terrible. But uh, Duke Majin and Pete Wilson and, and some of those other folks. You know, we're really good administrators. You know, they got the highways working. They got the, uh, they got reservoirs and power plants. And uh, they, they cut the trees around power lines so you didn't have massive fires. They just administrated. They did administrative stuff. That's what a governor's supposed to do. Same thing with uh, when Bill was talking about um, DeSantis here in Florida. You know, he's not the greatest debater. Well, I don't care. I mean, it's nice to see the debates because, again, you get to see the candidates. But the fact that certain people are better at public speaking, you know, I mean, there's certain people that, that look better in ads, campaign ads. You know, certain people that are you know like model quality GQ, you know, uh, supermodel men and women, and they look fabulous. Doesn't mean I'm going to vote for them. You know, give me the dorky, nerdy person, you know, man or woman with the big thick glasses that knows everything. <laughs> give me the, give me the, 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 the brain, the, the, the nerdy types, you know, or people that really, or the just the boring administrators. We're going to get the job done, you know, I'm following the program. I'm getting the job done. You know that's the kind of people we want. All right, play a couple things here quickly before Wendy gets here, and uh, then we should be back. I've got uh, I got a, I did a ton of, of musical things last night, so I have some more musical selections for you uh, as time goes on. So let's see what I can do. Let's do this. This is Greg Penglis for Force, your source for pure energy. Strikeforce is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strikeforce, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, W-Y-L, to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeForceEnergy.com. That's StrikeForceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend... concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This is Christianity with a Kick. All right, and the recovering Wendy, (laughs) how are you sounding this week? How are you feeling? What's going on?
4: Oh, well I am doing better. Um uh-huh. you know, there are days where it's <clears throat> better and then it, I take a you know, two steps forward, one step back kind of thing, but that's okay. Uh-huh. We're um mold mold spores are not anything to mess with, man. <laughs> Check your house. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> for ten for ten bucks at Lowe's, you can go get the mold test kit. I suggest you do it.
1: Well, and it's fascinating that Chancy Terry talks about that a lot. Um, you know, we had our our, our wellness women, which have uh, they're all they're all working on other stuff right now. But she was uh, very interested in in the study of molds and the things that they do to people. She thinks a lot of cancers are based on it, and it's quite fascinating. So, uh, ten bucks at Lowe's, huh, for a mold testing kit?
4: Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, I might and, do that, and you can you know do do two different types You that the error test or. Um, An actual, you know, particle test, though, but just just, you know, follow the really simple directions and Mm -hmm. uh, in 48 to 96 hours, you'll be amazed at what you see. (laughs) Is Is it like a petri dish? Is it like a
1: culture? It's a culture thing that actually grows? Yeah,
4: yeah. It's it's a petri dish. um, Right. And it comes with um, the the little gel stuff that that you you take a little lid off the petri dish, you pour in the Uh gel. Let that sit, um, you know, cover it back up, let it sit for an hour. Then you take the lid off and, um, and once the gel is sticky, you just leave the lid off for an hour and then you put the lid back on and wait 48 to 96 hours. And it's just amazing what you see, what is going into your body and your lungs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, and actually, it's fascinating. Well, and hopefully, it's not culturing in our lungs the way it's culturing in the petri dish. You know, that's that's the whole point of an immune system. But you can overwhelm an immune system, and that's that's part of the problem. But uh, which leads to the question, you know, as Dennis Prager asks, you know, why did God create mosquitoes? You know what? Uh, why mold? Why, you know why? Why can't they grow outside? You know why couldn't you know cockroaches be genetically uh, programmed to live outside so we don't have to deal with them? I mean, it's just, I have you know why are the avocado pit's too big? I mean, it's just these questions. we'll, we'll get into the you know the, the serious stuff like these questions at some point. But apparently, you have a topic already, so let's segue to yes. you. Take it away, Wendy.
4: All right. Well, you know the it's in, in Christianity. Uh, the, you, it's really, really important to know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. What's because that? if it's not there, um, that the, I'm, on Judgment Day, when we stand before the Lord, um, mm-hmm. the angel, uh, one of the angels, is holding the Lamb's Book of Life, and, um, and they announce whether or not your name is in it. If your name is not in the Lamb's Book of Life, you're not going to get to spend eternity with the Lord so um, and it's, it's, it's where you go the only other alternative is not where you want to be, so exactly. um it's really, really important and um because God writes down everything, there are legions of angels whose job it is to do nothing but write down everything about your life, everything you hmm. said, everything you thought, everything you've done um and, well, they can and just get the podcast. Your motivation and.
0: Well, they just... <laughs>
4: And, and 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 heart intention behind it you know because right. people look at the outside and sometimes when they see a certain action they don't mm. know you know the, the motivation or the heart you know condition behind that action mm. and but God does you know so it's it's really important um mm. to know that your name is in the lamb's book of life uh and it also is important to know that um scripture says it can be blotted out
0: huh. um,
4: because he will not turn you away, but you can choose to walk away. And once you have known His goodness, and you have known the Holy Spirit, and you have walked in in salvation, um, uh-huh. it's it's not it, it's not um it's not permanent. You know the the old Baptist how I grew up once saved always saved is not true according to Scripture. So um, what you he says we are being saved. So well not everybody, but those who choose to follow <laughs> Jesus. Start the race, right? Right. Yeah. But it but it, starting it is is only half the battle. It's he who finishes that is saved. So um, people choose to walk away when things get hard. Some people just walk away and they say, you know what, can't do this no more. Sorry, not going to do this anymore. And Jesus is not my my Lord and Savior, and they renounce him. I mean, and this is not something that you say. It's, say somebody is is gone through a tragic event. And they're angry because, you know, their loved one died. And you say a lot of ugly things, you know, Um, Uh when you are in the depths of despair. That's not the same um, as making a conscious decision that Jesus is not Lord and walking away and saying, I don't want anything to do with him anymore. And Uh permanently saying sealing their fate because if you do that you cannot come back scripture says you cannot be restored if you walk away and and basically spit on the you know the blood of jesus so it's really really important to know if your name is in the lamb's book of life but even if it is it can be blotted out if you choose to walk away just because you screw up or you know say something or do something that is not in line with how god would have you know had you do that Mm -hmm. that does not that's not going to make make him blot your name out. It has to be the rejection of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So, um, hmm. that being said, there is a um, a guy. He's a a Jewish guy that has because um, you know that in, in the Jewish um, religion they have, and I don't want to even say religion, but in the in the Jewish faith. Um, they only use the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible: Genesis, uh-huh. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And so he has made an algorithm. He he really did a genius thing because in in um, the Jewish faith uh, they have certain Bible codes, and uh-huh. they say that um, it is certain patterns, and because. They even read everything different. You know, it's, it's from right to left, bottom to top, the exact opposite of how we read things. Is that and, like Arabic
1: is the same thing, or Arabic is top to bottom? I know it's right to left in Arabic.
4: Yeah, I don't know about the top to bottom thing about Arabic, but yeah, I think it's um, I, I think it's still top to bottom. Hebrew, but yeah,
1: but you read it bottom yeah. to top, but right to Hebrew, left. Wow.
4: Yeah, and what if and you're in dyslexic? Hebrew every sorry, it, <laughs> you're in trouble. Uh, Every letter in in um Hebrew is a number it has a number um assigned to it. it has a Ooh. picture assigned to it and it has a letter assigned to it so it's extremely um, detailed and like every year is named a certain thing and and each a uh, letter of the name of, of of the month or the year or the festival means something in even in, in a picture thing so there's messages and everything in hebrew so mm-hmm. anyway he came up with this, with this algorithm where um instead of having to do it by hand which takes forever um mm-hmm. you know skipping this line and that line and doing this yeah. and that to, to get these patterns in there um the uh-huh. computer does it for for you now or for him and huh. Um, so I said, "Well, let me let me test this because my name Wendy is not a biblical name. It's not, you know, um, something that is." You'll there's no gospel according to Wendy. That no, there's not. You know, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just checking. So, well, the lost my, gospels my out there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my mine wouldn't be. This is the gospel according
1: <laughs> to Wendy. You will do what I say. It's in the Bible, and I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Sorry.
4: <laughs> no, no, that would be because I said so. <laughs> Every mother's.
1: <laughs> oh, that's definitely got to be. That has to be in the Bible somewhere. Because fact, that's the people say that's the whole basis of Christianity. You know, because I said so, meaning God. But yeah. Anyway, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> we could do a whole show you know, on that.
1: If
4: God said it. I'd listen, but you know. Yeah. Um... <laughs> but, but was, children, so, that's a different story so what I did, yeah mhm-. there is, so I went to um this guy, and mm-hmm. um i said i I want to test this, and so um i I gave him, and he asked for your your full name um mm-hmm. first middle maiden, last you know whatever that that your name is, and any nicknames that you have been known by, and I thought, how interesting, okay, so <clears throat> I get my my results back. And I was like, wow. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect him to find um, Wendy in the Bible. And, but he, he, he does every form of your name, like, like he does um, by each name. He does by uh, your initials, you know, mm-hmm. um, and mine would be W.K. Arthur. Um, so he found. So is this
1: like biblicalancestry.com or something or what?
4: Um, no, this is is like that's you know, what
1: it sounds like. Something find, ancestry. Yeah,
4: you find know, but, find you yeah. in the Bible uh-huh. and and see how accurate it is. And huh. I'm I gotta tell you, I was I sat there with my mouth hanging open.
0: Really. So
4: me, me and Mike were like, "Are you kidding me?" So he didn't find Wendy Arthur, of course, but he found W K Arthur in in the in these codes. And I said, "Well, that could be anybody,"
0: uh-huh. until
4: I saw. <laughs> Oh oh here it comes um it it, <laughs> it it has um different different codes spell out different words and and they will be in groupings and uh or they will stand out on their own
0: mm-hmm.
4: but it basically um gave me uh, um kind of like my, my what i do the the my spiritual purpose it also gave um certain attributes, um, of me, like one of them said sharpness and directness in speech.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, I agree that's with true. That. I call it that's, like I see it. That's
4: definitely
1: <laughs> true. That's why you're here. Um, we don't do wishy-washy yeah, on action radio.
4: No, we don't. Um, also says I'm very compassionate, which is true. It says that yes, it I is. uncover demons in people, mm. um, and by the 10 commandments. And so I said, okay, I'm not sure what the Ten Commandment because I do. Yeah, you know, I, I God has given me the gift of discerning of spirits, and I can tell when you know, somebody's carrying, um, you know, a, a a demon or being oppressed by a demon. Not necessarily carrying it inside, not possessed, but hmm. oppressed by a demon. And and which one? So um, and that way I can you know deal with that particular thing in somebody. But anyway. So that was interesting um, because, mm-hmm. you know, God's given me a a, 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 a a gifting in the prophetic. I'm not a prophet. I'm not going to say that, but I, he's, I have the prophetic gifting. So I thought that was very interesting that it would pull that out. Could you go um, and when as, I looked up,
1: as far as exorcisms in terms of uh, getting rid of demons or is that a whole different subject?
4: No, um, no. In, any believer can do that. Okay. If, if If you are if you if that's what God's called you to, I wouldn't mess with the demonic side right. and casting out unless unless you really know what you're doing with the Lord because in, um, unless you understand how He does things and mm-hmm. and the requirements you know, you can end up hurt so yeah. just don't mess with that just because you think it's cool. No. <laughs> you're, you're talking about very powerful demonic entities, and unless you have authority in the spirit, you got no yeah. business messing with them because they will mess with you.
0: So, uh, Yep. I can really stay away from that. That's,
1: no problem. I'm, okay.
0: <laughs> um, I have all the so normal when, problems. When I, don't I, need
1: the, I don't need the extra ones.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm, and I'm looking at all these you know, different things, and, and finally I said, well, you know, this could really be – anybody, but then I saw standing by it itself, Buzz. That Buzz? is not a Bible word.
0: Um, Buzz is no. my horse.
1: Buzz? Oh, that's Buzz interesting. Buzz is
4: my horse. I've had him, I've had many, many horses, but mm-hmm. Buzz is my heart horse. I bought him the day he was weaned off his mama at four months old, and he is almost 25 years old now. Wow. Is he that good is, for horses? I don't know is how is long very, horses live. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, well, it used to be they would die at like 15 or so, but, you know, um, mm-hmm. now with, you know, improved health and all that kind of stuff, they can live to Got be at 25, 30. Some of them are even huh. older, depends, you know, but, wow. um, so Buzz, and and I said, there is no way, there. that's no, nothing in the Bible would say Buzz. <laughs> so I knew that this was very specific to me, um, mm-hmm. because Buzz and me are... I love that horse, and he loves me, and he is mm-hmm. a very special part of my life. And mm-hmm. so I thought, how interesting! Is it was like God saying, "See, I know you. I know." Oh, that's you. interesting. This, this yeah, this, this is,
1: is, yeah, this is where I should apologize for the comment I made on on Facebook uh, with the blue blanket over your horse. I said, "Oh, horse and drag." Sorry.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not my boy. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, not at all. But But, what's what's um, funny is I think, you know, I have a, you know, you look at all the comments on on Facebook pages. Everybody says the same kind of stuff. And they'll come up with something totally different, like titling your artwork. (laughs) It amuses me. like titling my artwork. (laughs) Exactly. So somewhere, in fact, if you look at your your picture, you know, I call it hurricane forming with a duck in the eye. If you look in the eye of what would be the eye of this forming hurricane, you can actually see a duck or various other animals. (laughs) there's, There's a critter that you put right in there. You did.
4: It. Well, no, so, I didn't, because the, the, the paint decides what it's going to do. I, I just help it along. But, um, oh, you know, it, well, maybe it's made really an unconscious
1: duck, but it's there. So, so your gift is art, my <laughs> gift is, is commenting on it. You know, but this is why I want to do this, because I'm thinking somewhere, because I don't see the world like anybody else I know. Uh, and, and you can tell by my comments on Facebook, they're just totally outrageous. Everybody, especially when there's like a babe there, you know, and they'll, uh, I remember one in particular, actually, you know, this person, um, but, uh, it, it was a really great picture. And of course all the guys are like, oh, great, gorgeous, wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I put nice hat <laughs> so, you know,
0: yeah.
1: just to be different. I just saw
0: cause
1: that. It's, we, so you know what I'm talking about, right? So, but this is yeah. fun. This is fun to do. So, so it I, somewhere fun. it's going to say there well, that, you know, I have a different way of looking at life. I'll bet you, bet you. So I want to try this. I'm just curious. Anyway, that would be my, you know, yeah, pre-interpretation well, of this. Yeah, go well, ahead. Mm-hmm.
4: It's just important to know that, that God designed each person individually, not like anybody else. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. He loves unity in the body, but he doesn't want uniformity. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really big deal. Um, he wants you to be different. He wants you to be who he created you to be in all its fullness and glory. So um, what I want people to know is it's important to know if your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know for 20 bucks, you can go to, and I posted it on the Action Radio on my God page.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, go there. You'll see the link. Go pay your 20 bucks. Submit. Um, your your full name and, and any nicknames you have and wait for the results. But it is truly amazing. And uh, another thing that kind of um, made me just wow, um,
0: <clears throat>
4: these lung problems that I, I'm having now have, are really bad since the mold thing because I didn't mm-hmm. know I was breathing in mold for four right. months. But the, the, the lung problem started in Mississippi. And hmm. uh, several years ago, um, whenever it would get super hot and, and humid, which is always hot and humid. <laughs> on exactly. Um, yeah. You know. Not um, Wyoming. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would struggle to breathe. So huh. um, I was going, what is going on? You know, so I never really thought about it. I just thought it was some. Yeah, you know, as you get older, things change, you know, but no. So on the bottom of this chart, it says canker slash disease, warmer acceleration. And I went, and that was all grouped together. Because and, and, we mm-hmm. had not been able to figure out why God moved us to Tennessee. You know, we just, you know, still, we just didn't understand it. Well,
0: oh, that's
1: most common, of my life. You know, like, God, why did you yes. do that? You know, I, I, know I know this is part of the puzzle, but uh, there's still, there's like a, a bunch of pieces missing. You know, can you give me a hint? <laughs> can I buy a vowel? <laughs> you, know, you sort of wonder.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Well, so in the comment section, he said that this particular grouping, he says that um, a a health issue, a canker Uh or a disease or a health issue, um, was accelerated by warm weather.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
4: And I went, interesting, because that would not – why would even that be addressed, you know, except for this is for me. So moving us up here to a cooler climate – um Is part of my healing process.
1: Is it drier?
4: It would have been not as humid. It, it cracks me up when people talk about how humid it is. You know, I, I we just laugh. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, when people I'm around sorry. here talk about traffic, yeah. and
1: I just came from the Bay Area. I just laugh hysterically. So you have no clue. You have no oh, concept. I
4: know. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
4: I said, I'm sorry. You think it's humid today? No. Go down south. When you open up your door at 8 a.m., you are wearing humidity. I mean. <laughs> exactly. God. You, know you,
1: you <laughs> know, you don't have clothes. You have sponges <laughs> on your body. And and it just, it just yes. takes it in. Yeah. Now, here's the weird thing, though. Yes. I actually breathe better in humidity. Um, I'm unusual. I like the humidity. It doesn't bother me. You know, I don't like it when it's over 100 degrees. Because the temperature is too much. But, you know, actually, the perfect day is like 70 degrees and 100% humidity. I can do anything in that weather. Oh, Don't ask me great. why.
4: It's not the yes. humidity that's the problem. It's the heat. It's the
1: heat.
0: Okay. So,
4: yeah. it's the heat. Not the humidity, but the heat. So yeah. um, anyway, I, I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. So yeah, mm-hmm. and when, when God finally drops something down to you, some information, you know, it really starts making things clear. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to complain about, you know, why are we here, God? Because well, now it's, I know part of it anyway. I know mm-hmm. we have a purpose here. You know, how a did bigger you discover? Purpose.
1: How did you discover you had to go there? What to, you know? How was this revealed to you? If you don't mind sharing
0: that?
4: Oh, you mean like coming to Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, we came up here for um, a friend of mine that I've known since high school for for her 60th birthday party. Mm-hmm. And um, while we were here, there was just just something tugging at my spirit, just saying, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be here, which you know, I've never, ever thought about moving out of, you know, the Gulf Coast area ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so there, it, it was just a tug in my spirit. And I'm thinking, hmm. I mentioned it to Mike, and he was like, "Uh huh." (laughs) He was not on board. Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, that's that's great though. um, That's interesting. Yeah.
4: Well, but the cool thing is, though, you know, later on, God's to him directly about it, Hmm. Um, and so that that's when we started packing up because you know it's when you got to be in agreement. You know, Scripture says, "How can two walk together?" Um, and, 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 in other words, reach the same destination. If you're taking different paths, not going to happen. You've got to be in agreement in your walk. So, um, yep. it was just the timing of God, you know, God let me know a little bit ahead of time. Then he spoke directly to Mike and then here we are. So, um, and, but there's a process to everything. God is getting things in place, in order. Um, but one of the things that has to be in, in place and taken care of for us to go administer the way we're supposed to minister is for me to be healthy. And obviously that's going to be a process. So it's, I'm going to be starting a whole new regimen, um, next week and it's going to be pretty extreme for a few months, but you know, it's supposed to rid all the toxins out of not just my lungs, but my whole body. Um, Mm -hmm. because you know, when mold gets in there, it goes, it starts spreading just like it does on your wall, you know? So, um, so we shall see how all that goes, but you know, I'll do whatever it takes to get healthy because I've got a purpose in the kingdom to fulfill. So, um, so the whole point about this is, you know, know, know that God knows you well. Know that God knows you perfectly because He formed you and He created every cell in your in your body. So, if you want to know um, what's going on and and what might be, because I see some future things in here too that have not mm-hmm. um, happened yet, as far as I can see. So that's interesting. And when I did Mike's when we sent him in, he got two charts back. Not one, two.
0: Oh, and, and that's because
1: why do you get two charts?
4: And oh, God brought him back.
1: Interesting.
4: Isn't that interesting? So, and and when we looked at his charge, I about fell out because it's like it it mentions his life, how, what, he was in uh, doing the, the business trading and all this kind of stuff. And then um, it talks about <clears throat> um, uh, the – even that, even personality things because he's mischievous. He loves playing practical jokes on people. Um, yeah, yeah I never do that. He knows- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but it talks about um, a crushing, and it talks about um, – the pressure and, and then even the convulsions and, and uh, that happened by the moon. That was when he had, um, after, after the, the crushing and the pressure of the brain bleed and the, and the stroke, then um, 10 minutes later, he had three grand mal seizures that almost took him out as well. And that happened at two thirty in the morning by the moon convulsion is on there. I mean, wow. h- how would this even be known? I mean, this is just, so amazing! And before the stroke, Mike was um, his strength was literally just supernatural, like Samson's strength.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and that's mentioned in here, Samson strong. It's just yeah. amazing to me.
1: Well, it's amazing, and this is based on on your name. So. You know, it's almost like your parents, if this is going to be true, if it's gonna be true about you, then your parents really don't have a choice in your name that they just they pick a name that's going to, you know, match up with with who you are in terms of what God created. Uh, It's kind of interesting.
4: Well, that may or may not because, you know, God has changed names in people in the Bible. You know? so, well,
1: that's true. Um, what you know, if your name is different? What if, what if you were uh, named Karen, for example, just to pick a I name that I don't think anybody's naming their girls anymore, <laughs> you know, <No>. I
0: mean,
1: <laughs> Remember, I, I did that in a Facebook post too. Am I naming the yeah, newborn girls, that. Karens? <laughs> no. Yeah,
4: nobody. <laughs>
1: nobody. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But, but, yeah. but think so about it. What,
1: you know, so those kind of things, those earthly things that might change a name that a parent, you know, might give uh, their son or daughter, you know, that's because it's based on your name, the mathematical application of your name, then your name has to match who you are. And if your name doesn't match who you are, you're not going to get back the right
4: chart. It's going to be something different. No, so, I, no, I disagree with that. And and this is why, because it, it's not just your name. It's. It's so many different codes and algorithms and, and all kinds of stuff because it's you forget it's not just your name. It's numerical value, it's picture value, and it's oh, letter okay. value.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Okay, I and, gotcha.
4: And, and yeah. all of those things, you know, it, it's going to know who you are, no matter mm-hmm. what your name is. It's going to know who you are. Oh, it's I see. it's okay. just something to go on.
1: Yeah, I might have misunderstood so, um, uh, the whole I, thing. I, okay.
4: Hmm. yeah It will be, you know, your best Spent twenty bucks that you've done in a long time. So okay. just maybe they can sponsor Action to, Radio. Go, go,
0: yeah. okay. where do you yep, find it?
4: Go, go to the Action Radio. Uh, oh my God, page that's O M G uh, page. And um, let me see if I can just actually. And I have the link on there. Um, that what I might do. Um, let me see here, because it's it's called My Bible Codes. Um, so hmm. if you go to um, the Facebook uh, little search bar and put in my Bible codes, um, it should take you to that. Um, you can also go to https, you know, not just http um, MyBibleCodes.com, dot com, um, and that should be able to take you up to it as well.
0: Okay.
4: But yeah, good. It, okay. no, I was going to say just just do it. <laughs>
1: Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, it's fascinating all all these different things. We have, uh, you know, we have astrology, and I find some interesting predictions that come out of, you know, being a Libra, and the fact that uh, the greatest percentage of talk show hosts are Libras. That's interesting. Uh, Take the Chinese sign. You know, I'm in the year of the Boar, which is interesting for a talk show host too. Uh, That's B O A R, folks. You know, in case you're confused. Yes. Um, (laughs) It's an animal sign. Okay. Dragon, tiger, monkey, fox, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. boar. Yeah. They, they say that you're the pig for those that don't like it. I don't, I don't like that association anyway. So that's interesting. Myers Briggs, uh, has an interesting personality analysis and I sort of waft between the architect and the advocate. (laughs) No surprise there. Um, yeah. You know, and there's another, someone gave me an Enneagram and, uh, you know, I came out real strong for the similar kind of personality traits. So all these things kind of tie in. It's interesting, you know, how they work. But this, this one might be uh, interesting to try also. And it's really confirming because, you know, if you know yourself, uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's nice to have these things confirmed. It's like, oh, they know too. Okay, cool. As opposed to people that don't know themselves, that are trying to find themselves. You know, that's going to be different. So it's, a, uh, it's an interesting um, thing. Um, I got a couple of questions that are a little different if you have some time. Because there's a couple of things in the yeah. news. of a a religious uh, nature. Uh, The Christian Bakery in California, they won.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm thinking, well, yeah, no, the Oregon Bakery is the other one. The Oregon Bakery is the main one. But it's always the same thing. It's gay weddings and Christian bakeries. And so yes. what's, uh, what do you think is going on with all these? And why, why, uh, why bakeries? I mean, there's no right answer to this. I'm just, I'm just curious. Of all the Christian, you know, they don't go after Christian churches. They don't, uh, you know, various Christian businesses, Christian ministries. You know, the Young Men's Christian Association, the YMCA, for those because that don't know what that stands for. Because it's a small business. Mm-hmm.
4: Because it's a small business that does not have the money to go through all the litigation. Okay and so they they want to just crush them like little bugs you know um mm-hmm. uh, all along the way because they know how much money it's going to cost you know, them to defend themselves um mm-hmm. but then you've got the ACLJ and and other um Christian law groups who take up the cause you mm-hmm. know and and defend them free of charge so um and it's necessary um because the the Oregon uh, Baker mm-hmm. got slapped with another lawsuit by mm-hmm. a different person. He said he wanted a cake to celebrate his, his sex change. And huh. he said, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. And he yeah, knew what was it was going to come. He knew that this guy was a plant, you yep. know, um, and, and there he is in court again, you know. So And this is after years of being drugged through the court on the first one.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So well, it, so now they're just it, mad at it, him
1: for, for winning. <laughs> so you exactly.
4: Know. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So this is all retaliation, and it's just a, a demonic attack. Uh, just know that whatever it is that you go through, God is going to provide whatever it is that you need, um, and He's not going to be mocked, and He's going to honor you for standing up for what's right. So, yeah, it's it's because it's and it's not just bakeries. I mean, there's uh, remember the florist that got jailed?
1: No, I don't remember that one.
4: Yeah, um, and because she refused to. Um, you know, make a a, a a wedding thing for for a, a gay wedding, and and they mm-hmm. wanted her to make certain things, you know, out of the floral arrangements. Um, and so, and she said, no, not going to do that. And so they actually jailed her. Um, and so, it, and it's just ongoing all over America. And hmm. but just stand Grant, you know, she got out, and she eventually, you know, won the case. Um, mm-hmm. but not after, you know, taking a toll on her family and her and her business and everything else. So because if you're not there to run it, guess what happens?
1: <laughs> well, see, I don't care if they, if they actually do that. I think it's about punishment. I think it's about, um, you know, destroying your business and, and, and telling everybody else, making an example. But I'm curious where the churches are. You know, who's defending these folks? I know we have like Beckett Law Firm because they defended our, our Pensacola cross in one of our parks here. And when four people, three of which didn't even live in, in the area, you know, filed a lawsuit, oh, okay, yeah. that it's, 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 I'm offended by it. Well, of course, my response is, well, that's your problem. Drive somewhere else, you know. A,
4: exactly you deal, right.
1: You deal with it. It's, a, you it's know, not right the, the only right. park
4: in America. Hello?
1: Yeah. And not only that, but if you're offended, that's, a, you know, feelings are not covered by the Constitution. Rights are. And that's the difference. Because government can affect your rights, but you, you, your feelings, that's all on you. <laughs> you know, so, so but it's an exactly interesting You're exactly right. Yeah. But where are the churches? Where where are the Christian churches to say uh, how, how, you know, and there's a separation of church and state that shouldn't exist. I mean, this is where the churches should be in there, in the political argument. For folks that don't know, I'm going to get on to Christian nationalism in a bit, which is kind of a ironic thing. You've got, you're mixing politics and and religion in a way that's very strange uh, because, you know, but anyway. um, But the whole idea that where are the churches, the whole point of churches is to be a moral authority, you know, on government. And, and that's, there is no separation of church and state in the Constitution. Never has been. If anybody ever reads the, the Baptist letter, you know, to Jefferson before you read the response, you know, you, it's like Jeopardy. You're getting the answer without the question. <laughs> so you have no idea what the answer is.
4: Well, um, and it's you know. funny you should be bringing that up now because that's exactly oh, what God is doing right now. He, he, he's not just um, dealing with the wicked right now. He's dealing with the, the wimpiness in the church. Mm-hmm. It makes him sick to his stomach. Mm-hmm. yeah he he hates timidness he hates um it, anything a cowardice he hates all of that because that's not mm-hmm. who he is, and he mm-hmm. created us in his image and um and any wrongdoing going on in the pulpit right now is being exposed left and right. Okay. Um, and and like I, and we have had this conversation before that it's, if if you see consequences happening publicly, it's because he has spoken to you over and over again privately to change yeah. your ways to repent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have not. So therefore, okay, that was your choice. So this is the consequences of your choice. Um, and he, God is cleaning up the church, and because he, he will not will not be mocked. Yeah, it is time, and that's what he's saying. He's saying um, in many, many places through many prophets right now is, I have given you time to repent, and you have not. You have Mm -hmm. hardened your heart, and you have become stiff-necked, and you would not um, repent uh, and do what's right. And God said, so therefore, my time of grace is over, Um, and it's, it's time for consequences. So... Uh, it's, if you're getting some consequences right now, it's all on you because God is gracious and He's merciful and He's given time to repent and He's spoken mm-hmm. to you about it. So yeah. just just get get ready.
1: Are there churches that are uh, engaged the way they should be in battles like this? That do get into political battles? Anybody you know? Yes. Or is it individual yes, ministries? And, or and, 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 Okay.
4: And and let me tell you something.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It has always was set up in the beginning that uh, prophets told kings what to do. It wasn't the king running the country. The prophets told the kings what to do because they would say, should we go into battle against so-and-so? Battle season. All kings led their armies into battle in the spring. Should we go up against this country? Should we go up against that country and take this, or this country is coming against us? Should we um fight them, or should we just submit ourselves to them? I mean, they all consulted the prophet as to what to do mm-hmm. and That's and because it was they understood the power of God, and that blessings come when you obey God. Um, so, so when you hear
1: soldiers in the army say, you know God is on our side, God really was on their side.
4: Yes. And, Although and, people and claim. The thing,
1: no. And they'll claim it when it's not true, which is interesting.
4: Well, yeah, because a lot of them hired false prophets. Right. They hired, yeah, 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 get that word, hired mm-hmm. false prophets. Right? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they they, they, they pay for the
1: response. Well, we get that with global warming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can pay somebody to say anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
4: Yes. Yeah, I, I, I will pay you well if you'll tell me what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's basically what happened. And, of course, they were the ones who didn't win in war and got their country captured, and they were slaves to other peoples. So um, just t- take a lesson from that. But, you know, you have to have a true prophet of God um, to to understand that they know, you know that they are hearing from the Lord. Um, and it says if you accept a prophet in the name of a prophet, you will mm-hmm. receive the prophet's reward. Oh. So – you know you can take that one to the bank but yeah it all it has never been the separation of church and state until recently
1: Well, Which brings us to uh, the last thing I I, uh, was reading. I'll talk about this a little bit. I've got an article that the rise of Christian nationalism, you know, in other words, fervent believers in or people who don't believe in a separation of church and state, which is what we just talked about, because there isn't one. It's not in the Constitution. Uh, It's not even in in the Baptist letter. Um, People, just to give a quick synopsis here, the the Baptists in in Connecticut, uh, Danbury Baptists, were the minority religion. The Congregationalists were the majority. And in Connecticut, they had a religious test. This is before uh, we, we got rid of all the religion, religion tests in, in the Constitution. But in the Connecticut Constitution, um, it said that you couldn't, be a, you couldn't hold public office unless you're a congregationalist. And so what they're really asking for is the you know, minority rights to, to hold office and to be equal citizens to the congregationalists. And Jefferson said, yeah, well, there's, there's a, when he talks about a wall of separation, there's you, know, you and your relationship with God, and the, gov- and the government cannot interfere with that. That's where the separation is. Right. It's not that the church is separate right. from, 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 uh, from politics, not at all. You know. And he talks about a one-way wall exactly. at some point. But, but that's the difference. And people don't understand that, that the, 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 it's the government that cannot affect your relationship with God, not that the church cannot affect politics. It's a totally different question. And Correct. everybody misses that because they focus on the answer of Jefferson. Nobody ever asks, does the question. That's why I made that whole piece on that for, uh, um, for a sponsor I had for a while. Yeah. Hmm.
4: Yeah. And you're absolutely okay. right.
1: So, what is Christian nationalism?
4: It, it's just a new label. Okay. Because yeah, you know, the, the world loves labels. If they mm-hmm. can label it, they can either make it a problem or a solution at their will.
0: Mhm. And
4: and and that's if you and you can choose to agree with it or not. You know, just like all this crying wolf about nuclear war. Oh, it's coming! It's coming. No, it's not. They're just, it's just more fear mongering. It's the, mm-hmm. not time for that. You know, if you get in your Bible, people, you know, mm-hmm. you will see, you know, that the times and the seasons, you know, and, yeah. and these are just more lies trying to control people by fear. And, you know, the end of the world is coming. You know, it's like, I'm so sick of hearing this. It's not happening because it's not time. There will be a time for all that, but this is not it.
1: Yeah. I think we can fix the problems. I mean, this is, uh, it was so fascinating, again, to bring Action Radio into this. The idea that that we are going to change the relationship uh, of the citizen of the government and that, uh, you know, the laws that we consent to be governed by are going to be written by us. Now, we don't know if they're going to be passed. We don't we're going to have to advocate it the whole bit. But I think if enough pressure can be brought to, for the laws, the, the good ones that rise, that are actually going to promote the most freedom. This is, this is kind of a revolution, you know. And just to give you a little information, I was going to talk about this later on the show. Uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, who's a friend of mine now, we've been, we've been working on our, we did the 18 weeks of our doctor's panel. She's been on the show several times. She has slides of our vaccine product liability bill. And she's bringing that to every conference that she does. And so she does like two or three a week. You know, and so the word yeah. is spreading, and that uh, that one and our, our bill to end uh, censorship uh, from big tech, so that we can actually get the word out on things like Christianity and COVID, and uh, you know the truth in so many areas, and this show, which is horribly suppressed right now, it's, it's kind of ironic, I think. Um, curious what you think of this? That you know, I say a lot of controversial things on this show, and I say a lot of controversial things on Facebook, and I'm not being banned. And I'm wondering if I'm I'm so banned that people aren't even seeing the controversial things, you know, the leftists that have been sort of purged from my site, uh, and in the fact yeah. that uh, I'm so censored that they don't notice what I'm actually doing, which is kind of interesting, I think. Anyway. Um,
4: well, you, you just yeah. count that as a blessing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless I'm being sheltered. This, this is all the prep. You yeah. are, and and this is the the preparation period. You know, um, okay. God's getting things in order. But yeah, okay. d- don't don't worry about the the quietness. Kind of enjoy it right now. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not quiet, because, but it's, um,
0: yeah.
4: Well, well, things are happening behind the scenes that, that we don't know about yet, but it will come into full view shortly.
1: Well, I think, it's, I think it's already happening. I think there's a, there's a justice in what we're doing. I think we're on the right track. I think we are definitely, you know, we've got the God stamp of approval. I think that because God loves freedom yep. and, and this is what we're fighting for. And we're fighting for it peacefully. You know, we're fighting for it. We're yep. not hurting anybody. We, we're not discriminating. Everybody gets the freedom. You know, we're doing, you take a look, any piece of legislation we write, it includes everybody. There's, there's no discrimination. There's no victimization. There's no power of one over the other. Uh, it's, it's uh, I think we're all doing the right thing. Uh, What's fascinating now is the people that are coming to us, you know, like Dr. Mikeovitz, who's a world-renowned molecular biologist I mean she made vaccines She knows this stuff cold and is now going out and saying we need product liability when nobody else is or at least not as publicly as she is Um, And so she she's you know banned and suppressed too But she at least you know does the conferences and I think very soon I'll be doing conferences and I'll be working with citizens and teaching citizen legislation and holding workshops and taking you know talk show hosts and making them action radio hosts Uh, And there's a lot of changes coming. We
0: need to get up with
4: Clay Cross. So
1: who's he? um, Judy mentioned that. Who's Clay Cross? uh,
4: Yeah, um, he is uh, a guy that uh, really interesting that Kim Clement, one of the most accurate um, legendary prophets ever um, Mm -hmm. in in recent time, uh, he's now gone on to be with the Lord, but um, he had prophesied about, um someone named Clay Cross and this was years ago before huh. Clay Cross even got saved um mm-hmm. saying you know what a powerhouse he was going to be for the kingdom and, and you know um well he he Clay Cross gets radically saved um and he now does the Reawaken America tours and he also Well I know has, that's um, that's
1: what uh, we worked on that with Judy when we were talking uh, about uh, oh, um, how to yeah. present our bills yeah. yeah it was fascinating
4: yeah Clay Clay Clark, sorry, not Clay Cross. That, that, Clay Cross is a singer. Uh, Clay oh. Clark is his name. But, <laughs> Clay um, Clark, okay. I, I want to make sure I get that right. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, he algorithms. is just, yeah, he is turning, you know, everything upside down, and he's being censored uh, all over the place. And mm-hmm. so uh, if, if you're being censored, go get a Rumble channel. Uh, you know, that's all, all I, I got a block now. talk channel. <laughs>
1: You know our show's still growing. Yes. The message is getting out there, and again, uh, and maybe you can comment on this too. But Australia, uh, New Zealand, to a lesser extent, but Australia, Canada, and England—the English-speaking world, the Commonwealth, the British Commonwealth—has uh, has tripled their rights, uh in the last six months.
4: Yeah, you know well, so it's I, growing. I, you need to see if maybe Judy could introduce you to Clay Clark, um, and and get on. Of course, the the last one is coming up. You know, the Reawaken America is 'cause because you know it's coming into the the elections already and that kind of stuff but they will they're yeah. starting next next year's um, lineup so just Oh good maybe I should be on the circuit to... <laughs> well
1: I'll yeah. talk to you about that too because we talk yeah. actually fairly often which is interesting you know and this is the fascinating thing too is once you start doing this kind of work people you know, you're going to meet the most amazing people and they're reinforcing, you know, look at the people on this show. We've got Wendy, we've got, you know, Bill and, and Jonathan and, and all the folks that contribute to this show, uh, like our Friday group, you know, and, and Thursday is kind of wide open right now, but we are our doctor's panel to have, you know, and, and these are fascinating folks. And there must be something of to this, too, in, in the Bible that, you know, the support that you get from other like-minded spirits doing good work. Oh, it really, it really reinforces in a way that I never, you know, this is one of those, those wonderful benefits that I never thought about when I started this crazy process. But here we are. And right. I got to talk to some. I got to talk to Peter Navarro on the show. I had Wendy Rogers on the show. I've had amazing people on this show that I never would have gotten to talk to any other way. And here we are. Yes. And just, you know, one guy with an idea. Yeah. So, which answers the question. And, and, and being faithful you know, to follow ahead.
4: through with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's well, a lot yeah, of people true. with the ideas. You know, yeah. but if, well, if you don't put wheels on it, it's not going anywhere.
1: Well, Einstein was right. 2% inspiration, 98% perspiration. You got to do the work.
4: Yep, you got to do but the when work. you
1: do. Things happen. Well, I'll talk, to, I'll talk to Judy about Clay Clark because I would love to be on the next circuit. You know, I'm hoping to do major conventions. Uh, and the other thing, too, a lot of times people send me videos and they send me all this information. And it's like, guys, you're just restating the problems. I know the problems. I was the first one to break that chloroquine kills COVID, you know, back March 2nd yep. of 2020. So I, yep. I, you know, I wrote a bill February 27th. I think you've seen it. I'm not sure. That uh, said this is probably a bioweapon. It's, it's flu related. It's not that big a deal. It's curable. Uh, I've got the studies from our state, France, and later from Dr. Zelenko here, who is a friend of mine. He was marvelous, uh, an amazing human being. Yes. Um, and so we knew. We knew in Action Radio before, literally before anybody else in the country. I think we we're the first to break that story, which means we we're the first one censored. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> So, but but this you know I'm not into problems don't restate the problems to me I know what they are and you know what they are so here's a question for you people seem fascinated with restating the problems do they want to feel bad all over again uh, is there some kind of uh, you know there's got to be a, a reason we got to get people on the other side of that bridge from stop restating the problems we all know what the problems are how do we go how do we motivate well, people here's to get the thing. From,
4: if they're, if from
1: problem to solution
4: restating problems is because they don't have the solution
1: okay
0: People with solutions
4: talk about the solution. People mm-hmm. with no solutions talk about the problem.
0: Hmm.
1: Makes sense. <laughs> Which is what most of the, the websites, rumble channels, news shows, everybody else is restating problems that we already know about. And so it just, it, you know, so and what it's got to say about the activists, you know, those of us that are, are out there on a limb, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just curious.
4: Well, it'd be coming. like the same thing. <laughs> um, same thing he tells the prophets back then, you know, like um, when e- Elisha was there with his servant and they were surrounded, and Elisha was like, "We're cool," and he's the servant's freaking out, you know, because <laughs> it's just those two against you know thousands of soldiers coming out yeah. and, um and Elisha said, "Lord, open his eyes." not his physical eyes, his spiritual eyes. Mm -hmm. And the Lord touched him, and all of a sudden he could see that the thousands of soldiers that that were surrounding them were surrounded by angels and chariots of fire (laughs) Mm. (laughs) with their swords
0: drawn. Elijah
1: yeah, you need a bigger call. army.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: so, and actually, that's, that's really fascinating. I, I think I, I'm done with my questions. But if, you, if you figure that those of us, if you think you're, you know, the, the old saying, well, I'm just one person. What can I do? Well, folks, I'm just one person. Wendy's just one person. You know, look at the one persons who have gotten together here. You know, there's a bigger army behind us. And so for all those people that are surrounded yes. by, by big tech and evil and COVID people and Dr. fascists and all those folks, you know, that's a, that's a great thing to keep in mind that there's a bigger army with us surrounding them. And uh, we'll just go forward. Yeah. That's a great way to end this. That's pretty cool.
4: Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll thank you. to bless your day. And I encourage everyone to go get uh, their Bible code done and make sure your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. And mm-hmm. even more importantly, make sure it doesn't get blotted out. Don't walk away.
1: Exactly. And your contacts, uh, websites, Facebook pages, things like that.
4: Um, you can go to Wendy Arthur on Facebook. You can go to Art by Wendy Arthur on Facebook. You can also go to Dimensions Ministries on Facebook.
1: There you go. And don't forget to check the titles of Wendy's art because there's some really cool titles to her, her work. It's just, it's, I don't know who's doing it, but it's <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> Bye, Wendy. Bye. And now a word from our sponsor. From Addiction to Achievement, that is the story of Mike Lindell. It started with MyPillow and now goes to my coffee. Action Radio is proud to be an affiliate of MyPillow. Our discount code is the same for all our product affiliates, W-Y-L, which stands for Write Your Laws. MyPillow pillows are guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Action Radio is guaranteed to be the most controversial show you will ever hear. Check out their products with our discount code at mypillow.com slash wyl. That's mypillow.com slash wyl. Or order now by calling 1-800-544-8939. That's 1-800-544-8939. Sleep well so you can wake up and hear Action Radio live. Action Radio. Part of the ADHD Radio Network. The ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed. to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. So we've got the rest of the show. So it's just me and you know, I don't have anybody else scheduled. So we're going to look for, uh, I'm looking for new reporters. I've got a bunch of uh, um, I guess, contacts now and where we're talking about some different things, hopefully get an international report. I'm looking at Canada, looking at England, looking at some different places to get people uh, more involved with what we're doing here, getting some international reports. That's why I started the international news group. And so stories there are from, you know, the foreign press. And so it should be interesting to find out what's going on. Um, But we've got a lot of time. We've got time to chat. The live chat is working today. So if you want to get a live chat, uh, feel free to just type in a message there. If you're not in a position to or don't want to for any reason, um, call the show. You can do that. If you want to call in, two one five three eight three three eight three two, and uh, we have a the best way to screen that. Uh, if you're a new caller, is go to live chat, uh, tell me where you're calling from and what you want to talk about, and I'll I'll see your uh, you know area code and phone number on the board, um, and then we go from there. But there's a lot. That, you know, you know me, I always try to report things that aren't being reported, give you something different to think about, because the news, you, know, you listen to the news, it's basically the same news. You know, they do the, the recent story, whatever the most recent story is, and, and then they cover it, and then they're done with it. And there's very little follow-up, there's very little thinking about the stories, there's very little analysis, uh, except by the commentators. But even then, they're just commenting on the most recent story in the 24-hour instant, you know, 30-second attention span news report world. And so that's that's kind of how they do it. I don't like to do it that way. I like to think about stuff, and and usually you won't see me reporting a lot of stories until three, four, or five days uh, after they break, simply because I want to see how it develops. Now, one story that seems to be developing right now is this idea that uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, is going to be the Speaker of the House should the Republicans take control. That is the worst possible thing that could happen. We started to cover this yesterday, but he has already surrendered to the Democrats. He, He follows a great tradition of surrendering. Uh, of uh, John Boehner, who was uh, Speaker of the House for the Republicans, was a surrenderer. He refused to impeach Obama. Uh, Paul Ryan was, a, was the next surrenderer to the Democrats. He refused to impeach uh, Obama. Uh, and now uh, McCarthy has already declared he's not going to impeach Brandon, when obviously uh, the biggest thing, of course, is to correct the election. Well, they're definitely not going to do that, uh, even though there are seven states' worth of Trump electors out there. Um, which brings us to the Hillary thing. I'll get to this. And I'm going to sort of explain all these in more detail. Hillary, who came up with this comment that it's going to be a preemptive coup, that they're going to steal the 2024 election, that the state legislatures you know, are, going to, are going to do it and overturn the election. Well, uh, what she's really saying is that the state legis- – this, is, this isn't about 2024. This is about 2020. And what's really going on here is this is code. This is Hillary code. Hillary always speaks in code. She never speaks directly. And the code is that the Democrat states better make sure that the Brandon electors stay and that the Trump electors you know, don't, get, uh, don't get in. The Brandon electors don't get decertified because that's how they'll throw Brandon out of office. Okay? That's always hanging there. The Democrats know that. That's their Achilles heel. Their, their, their one weak spot are the Trump electors. The Trump electors in the battleground states that, that would uh, fix the election the way it was supposed to be with Trump winning. They know that. That's what the January 6th committee is all about. It's about stopping Trump electors. It's about stopping state legislators from Trump electors being certified. That's what all this is about. That's what the coup is about. That's what January 6 is about. That's what uh, the whole main chain of the January 6th committee is about. That's what arresting the Trump protesters is about. That's all the persecutions are about. It all comes down to, and this is why it's not being reported, okay? It all comes down to the Trump electors that the state legislatures could certify, and they aren't. And I'm not sure why, but they aren't. But that's what this comes down to. And McCarthy has already kissed the ring. He's, he's, uh, you know, said his obedience speech, you know, that he's not going to impeach. You know, Mike Pence made his uh, bones by, uh, by making sure that Brandon was inserted, was installed in the White House and made sure that during the real coup that took place under the Capitol January 6th, when arms were twisted to make sure that they did not take up the states, that the Trump electors were not considered. That's what the coup was. Because okay, the, the Trump electors would over, overturn their coup. Not the election. The election was overturned it, you know, already. So everything's backwards. If you look at this, it's everything backwards. So Kevin McCarthy, uh, the whole thing of putting him, the deep state, if they put Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, it doesn't matter how many Republicans win. This is all for nothing. Because McCarthy's not going to let anything good go through. He probably won't even go after Fauci. Dr. Fascist, as we call him. And he'll say that. What well, you know? He said the, the Clinton words.
0: It's time to heal. You know,
1: channeling Bill Clinton. It's time to heal. I feel your pain. I think I can finally do a Bill Clinton impression. It's about time. I had to get. I guess I had to get older and gruffer in voice. But that's what's happening. So if McCarthy is speaker of the House, you might as well give up. You know, give up the Republicans because well, first of all, I'm gonna. You know, I still haven't registered independent yet. I haven't dumped my my Republican thing that I did for the primary. I figure it's better to do it after the election so I don't screw up. You know, my chances of voting. Um, I've changed my mind on early voting, too. I used to think that you should only vote on Election Day. But ever since I found out we have these DM or DS200 electronic voting machines that can transfer data and that don't give a receipt, you know, so you have no idea what the machine records for your vote. Uh, Ever since I found that out in Santa Rosa County, Florida, let me say that again, Santa Rosa County, Florida, I'm going to early vote because I can put my ballot directly into the elections office and say, here, this is my ballot. And let's count it the the way that I wrote it not the way that some machine wants to uh, you know, interpret it. And so I think early voting uh, is acceptable if you're going directly to the polling place where your ballot will be cast. There's no intermediary. There's no machine. There's no mail-in voting. There's no Dropbox, nothing like that. I want to hand it to a person who counts it or puts it in an optical scanner and counts it. So no data transfer has to take place from the polling place. So if you want to avoid vote fraud, I think early voting might actually be a better way to do it. Uh, If you go to if you have a polling place that has machines now, if they have just an optical scanner and they tabulate the results and call those in. I've got a problem with that. But if you have a place that has a machine, any kind of machine with any capability to transfer any kind of data, it's 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 subject to fraud. And so my own county here, you know, as Republican as as Rosa County Florida is, I do not trust that machine. I spoke about it. I create a lot of stuff on Facebook and our, our Santa Rosa County groups. Um, but I think early voting, handing something directly to a person and avoiding the polling places now is probably the safest way to vote. Anybody want to talk to me about that? 215-383-3832. You can say that in your counties. All right. So let me go through a couple of issues here. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I got an hour and a half. I got time to do this. Um, I found the letter. I found the letter that the Democrat, progressive Democrats wrote to um, Brandon, that got pulled from the Internet. How did I find it? I don't know. I just, you know, you pursue things, and they forget where they, where they have them all, and all of a sudden, there it is. And <laughs> thinking, this is great. So I'm going to uh, rearrange my screen here a little bit, make this a little smaller so I can see if calls come in. Uh, let me move my book, and I'm just rearranging my desk here. Because it's just me. I mean, i got to run the whole show myself. So uh, got a, you got know, a person who was going to be a producer possibly before coming back, and so we have some different things happening here. So here's the letter. So let's start with this and show you the progressive Democrats are. Then I get on to uh, the the, the surrender chain, you know, uh, which probably extends to uh, John McCain and Mitt Romney, too. I'm sure they surrendered before the deep state as well. And that's how they got the nomination. And so this is how this works. okay? so, you know, you got to vote for Republicans. And of course, my answer is why? You know, if they're going to point, you know, if they're going to put somebody, if you're going to put a deep state representative to control them, why? Why should I vote Republican? Give me a good reason. Well, you got to do it because you got to fight the Democrats. Well, uh, the Republicans are, are, are the Democrats. I mean, they've joined the Democrats. They've surrendered to the Democrats. The Democrats are the natural leaders. Democrats are the Alpha Party, the uh, uh, you know, the Republicans are the Beta Party. You know that's, that's, uh, that's how it works. It's like stallions and gelvings. Democrats are the stallions, and the Republicans are the gelvings. If you don't know what that means, look it up. It'll be a good experience. All right. So I found a letter. (laughs) Congress of the United States, Washington, D.C., 20515, October 24th, 2022. Dear Mr. President, this is progressive Democrats writing this. Okay, it's a page and a half. I think it's worth doing to put this on the record because most people are never going to see this. But I found it. It says we write with appreciation for your commitment to Ukraine's legitimate struggle against Russia's war of aggression. Your support for the self-defense of an independent, sovereign, and democratic state has been supported by Congress. Of course, they don't support it here, but they, they do Ukraine, right? Including through various appropriations of military, economic, and humanitarian aid in furtherance of this cause. Your administration's policy was critical to enable the Ukrainian people, through their courageous fighting and heroic sacrifices, to deal a historic military defeat to Russia. That's debatable. Uh, forcing Russia to dramatically scale back the stated goals of the invasion. That's debatable, too. Crucially, back to the letter, you achieved this while also maintaining that it is imperative to avoid direct military conflict with Russia, which would lead us to World War III, something we must strive to prevent. The risk of nuclear weapons being used has been estimated to be higher now than at any time since the height of the Cold War. Given the catastrophic possibilities of nuclear escalation and miscalculation, which only increase the longer this war continues, we agree with your goal of avoiding direct military conflict as an overriding national security priority. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, avoiding nuclear war is it, folks. <laughs> That's a, you know, Mutually assured destruction is a failure, uh, a complete failure of the policy. Anyway, um, remember, this is progressive Democrats writing a letter that they don't want anybody to hear, which is, of course, why I'm reading it, right? They go on to say, given the destruction created by this war for Ukraine and the world, (laughs) really, as well as the risk of catastrophic escalation, we also believe it is in the interest of Ukraine, the United States and the world to avoid a prolonged conflict. Well, I agree with them there. For this reason, we urge you to pair the military and economic support the United States has provided to Ukraine with a proactive diplomatic push, redoubling efforts to seek a realistic framework for a ceasefire. Well, that's sacrilege in Washington right now, the permanent war class. Let me say that again. For this reason, we urge you to pair the military and economic support the United States has provided to Ukraine with a proactive diplomatic push, redoubling efforts to seek a realistic framework for ceasefire. This is consistent with your recognition that there's going to have to be a negotiated settlement here. And you're concerned that Vladimir Putin doesn't have a way out right now. And I'm trying to figure out what we do about that. Interesting. Uh, I always said that this was a European problem, especially an Eastern European problem, that Ukraine and Russia, if, if nobody was aiding Ukraine, uh, there wouldn't have been a war because you know, there would have been no reason to go to war because they would have been fighting. They'd definitely be at the negotiating table, and this is where the UN might have actually done some good for, for the first time. Uh, but I still think uh, Trump would have hauled Zelensky and uh, Putin into a room and said, okay, we're going to settle this now. We're going to make a deal. I'm going to work on my Trump impression. The letter goes on. We are under no illusions regarding the difficulties involved in engaging Russia, given its outrageous and illegal invasion of Ukraine and its decision to make additional illegal annexations of Ukrainian territory. However, if there is a way to end the war while preserving a free and independent Ukraine, it is America's responsibility to pursue every diplomatic avenue to support such a solution that is acceptable to the people of Ukraine. Such a framework would presumably include incentives to end hostilities, including some form of sanctions relief and bring together the international community to establish security guarantees for a free and independent Ukraine that are acceptable for all parties, particularly Ukrainians. The alternative to diplomacy is protracted war with both its attendant certainties and catastrophic and unknown risks, knowable risks. What's the problem with this letter? This is actually pretty good. You know, and this is from progressive Democrats are saying this, you know, and it's interesting that uh, if you wanted to look at the people who are against wars in Afghanistan uh, and Iraq and anywhere else, we might, in Syria, you know, who else, wherever we have troops that, uh, you know, the the permanent war class wants war everywhere. That's their business. They're in the business of war and spending our money uh, to help their, their, their banker and military contractor friends. That's what it's all about. Spending money, borrowing money, creating inflation you know, aiding their friends, getting rich, and keeping us at war. And the fact that Americans come back, you know, killed and injured is, is like incidental to the overall policy. Okay, so the, the two groups that are most likely to try and stop a uh, uh, protracted war, as they say, like Afghanistan and Iraq, are the progressive Democrats and the conservative America first Republicans. Okay, so the group in the middle is the problem. You know, from, the, the, from moderate Democrats to established Republicans, the majority of the people in Congress, that's the problem. But this is one of those cases, and this isn't the first time this has happened, where the progressive, the ultra-leftist Democrats and the, 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 the most conservative, most America first, most founding father based Republicans actually agree on something. I wish they'd get together. So this is where the Republicans are missing a huge opportunity once again. They could uh, you know, get the America first Republicans to go meet with the the progressive Democrats and say, look, we can get together on this. Let's form a coalition to end the war, to end the U.S. involvement in Ukraine. But, of course, the parties won't do that because the, the, the Republican and the Democrat parties see Ukraine as their money laundering bank. See, that's the problem. This is business. This isn't a war. This is business in Ukraine. And who's going to keep it going? Kevin McCarthy, the deep state operative, who's going to control the House of Representatives should the Republicans take it, which I think they will. But, but don't be under any illusions that once they get be able to do anything with it if Kevin McCarthy is Speaker of the House, because they won't. He's already declared surrender. He's already said he won't impeach. He's already said a bunch of things I'll get to as this hour goes on. So We've got a lot of work to do. So again, feel free to join me. Uh, I'm going to, let me check live text to see if anybody is. Text anything. And we also have a Skype line. You have to call a day ahead of, a day ahead of time so that I can approve your account. And once I approve your account, then feel free to, uh, to join us. All right, let's continue on here. I think, oh, okay, here we go. Russia's invasion has caused incalculable harm to the people, for the people of Ukraine, leading to the deaths of countless thousands of civilians, Ukrainian soldiers, and displacement of 13 million people, while Russia's recent seizure of cities in Ukraine's east have led to the most pivotal mo- moment in the conflict and the consolidation of Russian control over roughly 20% of Ukraine's territory, which is ethnic Russian anyway. See, this is the problem. The, the Dundas, uh, Lubo, whats his name region, and uh, the Crimea, all along the southeast portion of, uh, of Ukraine on the, on the Black Sea, uh, these people speak Russian, uh, they are ethnic, ethnically Russian, and they, they see much more in common with Russia, uh, Than they do with Ukraine, they they get uh, they see you know Russia as protecting them and Ukraine as victimizing them because the Ukrainians and, and these ethnic Russian Ukrainians don't get along really well, especially when you bring in the East Ukrainian former Nazis, you know the you know and that's what they were the the, the I forgot which the battalion's is called Owl something or other battalion, you guys can look it up, uh, but anyway so that's what's going on, so Ukrainians get victimized by Ukraine. So the idea that all Ukrainians are, are living happy and healthy and, you know, and want to just be all Ukrainian, it's not true. This is a very interesting region of dispute, which is why we have no business being there. Not up, it's not up to us. It's up to Eastern Europe to, to help Ukraine and Russia, and they, have, they need to figure this out. Obviously, it's a territorial dispute that has nothing to do with us, because neither Russia or nor Ukraine has any interest in attacking the United States for obvious reasons. Ukraine can't, and Russia, you know, it would be traffic for them, too. We all know it. So we fight these proxy wars. In other words, we we get other countries to fight, and we get to test our weapons. Let me get back to this article here. It says, The conflict threatens an additional tens of millions more worldwide as skyrocketing prices in wheat, fertilizer, and fuel spark acute crises in global hunger and poverty, a war that is allowed to grind on for years, potentially escalating in intensity and geographic scope. It gets bigger, right? Threatens to displace, kill, and immiserate, you know, that was a word, far more Ukrainians while causing hunger, poverty, and death around the world. The conflict has also contributed to elevated gas and food prices at home, fueling inflation and high oil prices for Americans in recent months. Economists believe that if the situation in Ukraine is stabilized, some of the speculative concerns driving higher fuel costs will subside and likely lead to a drop in world oil prices. Okay, none of that is true. Okay. well, yeah, there's restraints on the world oil market and the Saudis are artificially going to do far more than Russia did by restricting uh, production by two million barrels a day. But inflation is solely caused by by the Democrats uh, and and Brandon, who passed five point something trillion dollars uh, in spending above the debt ceiling that requires borrowing. It is the borrowing of that money. And the the issuance of bonds to cover that debt and the printing of money to pay that debt, to pay the bondholders, the printing of money, that is the sole cause of inflation. Inflation is, always, has been, and always will be the printing of money to increase the money supply, making each dollar worth less. It's supply. You know, money has a supply and demand, too. People don't realize that. Money has a supply and demand. Okay? If you have far more dollars out there, each dollar is worth less. Same thing with diamonds, gold you know, uh, Ferraris, <laughs> you, you pick any commodity you want. If there are more of them out there, they're going to cost less. So money has a cost. Look at, infl- look at, the, look at the interest rates. That's the cost of money. Well, the interest rate's going up, and they're doing that on purpose to try and stop the, inc- you know, stop the effects of the increase of the money supply. It doesn't work. You're standing on the accelerator and the brake at the same time. You need to back off the accelerator, and the accelerator is the printing of money. Once they do that, they can stop inflation. So this is BS. So they've got this part wrong. But some of the other parts, actually, I think are right on. Almost done with the letter. It says, we agree with the administration's perspective that it is not America's place to pressure Ukraine's government regarding sovereign decisions. And with the principle, you have enunciated that there should be, quote, nothing about Ukraine without Ukraine. But as legislators responsible for the expenditure of tens of billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars in military assistance in the conflict, yeah, see, that's the problem, right? We believe such involvement in this war also creates a responsibility for the United States to seriously explore all possible avenues, including direct engagement with Russia to reduce harm and support Ukraine in achieving a peaceful settlement. So this is absolutely right on. The, the, guy, the progressives had this right, okay? He says, but as legislators responsible for the expenditures of tens of billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars in military assistance in the conflict, this is what prolongs the war. We're arming Ukraine so much that they can continue a war, whereas otherwise, without these arms, they'd be forced into a settlement. They're going to be forced into a settlement anyway, so all the arms do is prolong the conflict. So if we never gave Ukraine any arms, if Russia walked in and said, okay, now we're going to negotiate a settlement, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of lives would be saved because you're going to get the same result. You either fight a war, and get to a negotiated settlement or you don't fight a war and get to a negotiated settlement. Either way, you're going to have to get to a negotiated settlement because that's the only way this can end. So the progressives are right. Sort of. (laughs) Then it says in May, president Zelensky, despite deadlocked negotiations, reiterated that the war quote will only definitely end through diplomacy. That's how all wars end. They don't end, you know, unless except surrender. I don't think either side is going to surrender in this case. This is, and had previously explained that any mentally healthy person always chooses the diplomatic path because he or she knows, even if it is difficult, it can prevent the loss of thousands, tens of thousands, and maybe even millions of lives. I absolutely agree. You know, you're not solving anything by protracting the battle, by continuing the battle in a war that will never be truly won because it, it's not a ter- You know, I guess it is territory, but this is ideological. This is, this is national in terms of Russian nationals in Ukraine uh, and, and Ukraine nationals who don't like the Russian nationals. <laughs> you know, this is a problem. This is more of an internal um, Ukrainian problem that Russia is taking advantage of because they want the territory. All right. In conclusion, and then again, it's a fascinating letter. In conclusion, we urge you to make vigorous diplomatic efforts in support of a negotiated settlement and ceasefire, engage in direct talks with Russia, explore prospects, Uh, for a new European security arrangement, ooh, there goes NATO, acceptable to all parties that will allow for a sovereign and independent Ukraine and in coordination with our Ukrainian partners seek a rapid end to the conflict and reiterate this goal as America's chief priority. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I'm I'm, I'm really sorry this was pulled from the internet, because it wasn't because I found it. (laughs) I found it after it was supposedly pulled. So like anything else, if you look for stuff, it's still there. (laughs) You know, and so that's a great letter. Let me just do that conclusion again. In conclusion, we urge you to make vigorous diplomatic efforts in support of a negotiated settlement and ceasefire, engage in direct talks with Russia, explore prospects for a new European security arrangement. uh, That's NATO, you know, acceptable to all parties that will allow for a sovereign, all parties, all parties, that would be Russia, right? You know, that will allow for a sovereign and independent Ukraine and in coordination with our Ukrainian partners, seek a rapid end to the conflict and reiterate this goal as America's chief priority. Pramila Jayapal, member of Congress; Earl Blumenauer; Cory Bush; uh, Jesus Garcia; Raul Grijalva; uh, Sarah Jacobs; Ro Khanna; Ilhan Omar; <laughs> Barbara Lee. You should recognize some of these names: Ayanna Presley, Sheila Jackson Lee, Mark Pocan, Nadia Velasquez, uh, Gwen Moore, Yvette Clark. Rashida Tlaib, you know Harry C. Hank Johnson Jr., Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Mander Jones, Peter DeFazio, Jamal Bowman, Marie Newman, Alma Adams, and let me see, Charlie Pingri, uh Jamie Raskin, you know Bonnie Watson Coleman, Mark Takano, Donald Payne, Andre Carson, and Mark DeSaulnier. What an interesting letter! Isn't this is fun? That's the letter that they didn't want you to see, which is too bad because it's a good letter. Uh, Play some here. Come back with a different subject. Be right back. Do you know your way around health care, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. at gracecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Radio, dangerously cool. So, Pianki, what did you think of the uh, the Progressive Democrats letter? I was pretty impressed by it. I didn't agree with all of it, but uh, a lot of it makes a lot of sense. It's too bad they pulled it. What do you think?
0: Well, unfortunately,
3: I didn't have time to listen to that. Unfortunately, you and have you weren't able to listen to me defending our Constitution at another location. Oh, but I'm here a now. Different
1: show. You were on a different show. Well, tell me how you defended it. Go ahead. I'm, I'm curious now.
3: Oh, well, actually, it was a January 6th that they called insurrection.
1: Is this a liberal show? Were you on a liberal show?
3: Yeah, I get drawn there
1: from time to time. <laughs> is, that that is, is that the guy that called you no, racist? Is that the guy that called me? No, I wasn't.
3: Oh, okay, all right. No, these are some Muslims. But anyway, the thing is, is that uh, the people that went there, it was infiltrated by those with ill intent, of course. But the whole idea was the uh Congress and Mike Pence to do, to do as they were supposed to. And there was a lot of evidence, like we have the evidence where Pennsylvania Secretary of State sent out one point four million absentee ballots and received two point four million back. Hmm. Boy, that's a good rate of return. Yeah, the Michigan <laughs> Court ruling that Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson broke the laws on absentee yeah. ballots.
1: Well, the problem is when you send out two point four and you get four million back. <laughs> that's where the real problem is.
3: Yeah, that you're absolutely right. That's a good rate of return. Too bad that our banks don't practice that type of fiduciary responsibility.
1: It no, if you get is, if you send out two point four million ballots and you get four million back, that's like, you know, one point Uh, Six million fraud ballots.
3: (laughs) And, you know, like I explained to him, the ultimate thing is that federal ballots should be separate from state and local because you cannot contain these uh, states the way they are so arranged. Secretary of State may be one person this month and a different one next month. Then we have to start all over. Federal ballots should be separate. The vetting Mm -hmm. system for a federal ballot should be separate. It should be pertaining to allowing you to only vote for a federal elector. You have to be a citizen of the United States. You have to be vetted in all possible security, sort of like the U.S. passport.
1: But you still have to be – I was going to say – I'm trying to find the Hillary thing here, too. Uh, Even though they're they're federal ballots, they still have to be state-controlled. You know, because Hillary made this big stink about – the, the federal, uh, she says the state legislatures are going to take over the next election. What she's really saying is that the, uh, the states, you know, shouldn't have control. And the, the Trump electors, which I talked about earlier, I'm kind of looking for a story here. So I may not sound completely, you know, fluent in my, my dialogue, um, but that's what's going on. There's something really fascinating happening uh, that she doesn't, I guess she, she doesn't realize that the states really do control. You know, the the federal elections. So if you're going to have these these federal ballots, they still have to be controlled um, by the states and the state legislatures, even though they're federal elections. So you have a provision in there. I think that's well, in your bill. Is that in your bill or not?
3: Well, the, the Article 1 says the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state mm-hmm. by the state legislature. Right. Thereof. And then that's has the provision a provision of... of, kind of
1: yeah, it also goes into yeah, Congress I mean, doing it too, which is a problem. And I'm not sure why why they did that. I think it's one of the flaws. One of the very few flaws in the Constitution is where it says the House of Representatives shall be comprised of members. It says of that
3: Congress. It, it says Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations, right. other than, of course, as the places of choosing senators, choosing. So yes, the Congress can put those stipulations on the requirements in order to participate mm-hmm. with a federal ballot. Now, of course, the places where the elections go on, the polling places, and so on, so on, so on, that there is by authority of the state legislature. Usually we yep. elect election commissioners in each area, like in Fulton County, Georgia.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this, too. It's it's uh, it's fascinating that, um, well, I still think that the Achilles heel, I still think that the, the thing the Democrats are most concerned about, the deep state's most concerned about, are the Trump electors. And the Trump electors that the state legislatures could and should, you know, put forward and disqualify their Brandon electors in, you know, what we're calling the great election correction. It should have been done back in 2020, but it wasn't. It should have been done after January 6, but it wasn't. In fact, that was the whole purpose of January 6 was to consider the Trump and the Brandon electors, and it wasn't. That's what the coup was all about. That's what putting people, uh, you know, the, the Trump supporters up top and then twisting arms below the Capitol. That's what that was all about. But I'm curious. What do you think of this thing? And this is, this is Breitbart. So Breitbart has an article, uh, and it was the 23rd of October, uh, 25th of October. So yesterday, Hillary Clinton says, we must crush right wing extremists. That's you and me plot to steal 2024 presidential election. So this is projection. Hillary always speaks in projection. So what they're really saying is they want to steal the election, uh, and they want to do it by the way that they say that we are going to do it. So they want to prevent us from doing it, which we're not going to, uh, but uh, which would allow them to do it. That's what this is all about. It says, failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, I love that term, urged her supporters to pay more attention to political races in state legislatures, warning the very future of the 2024 presidential election would be at stake. She says, right-wing extremists Extremists. This is Hillary talking. Already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election, and they're not making a secret of it. Really? It's news to me. <laughs> you know. And this is reading Clinton Warren reading a scripted message into a camera. So Breitbart's really, Breitbart's really going after. Her. It's kind of funny, but that's what she said. You know. And so this is why would why would she do that? What's what's what do you think is the, you know. Uh, the reason for this, you know, warning people about the state legislatures overturning the election before it actually happens.
0: What do you think? Well,
3: she said, oh. right, white, right wing extremists in the same, same, same breath with the uh, state legislature. The state legislature does their jobs to uh, control the elections within their state.
0: Mm-hmm. You they think she's talking
3: about Arizona? It's up to the people in the state to direct it.
1: Yeah. Is she talking about, you know, right, uh, is she talking about, like, the Arizona legislature or let me see who else might uh, do this? Well, Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, Michigan, um, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, those are the battleground states. The most conservative of those states is Arizona. The most likely to overturn Brandon electors is Arizona. What do you think is going to happen when Carrie Lake wins the governorship, and some other folks come into the Arizona legislature? Do you think they'll actually have the guts to, uh, to reverse, you know, the Brandon electors? Well, you
3: got or? the the people that voted for Carrie Lake has to stay on her and give her her marching orders. That's another yeah. thing that uh, is not going on. Those mm-hmm. those uh, behaviors and actions of those elected officials, their marching orders will come from the people that elect them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Simple as that. Yeah. That's why I come in Georgia. You got more people that's giving marching order to state legislatures with conservative causes than you do with those that's coming out of the uh, areas of a Stacey Abrams. So they could elect 12 Stacey Abrams as governor. Hmm. There could be 12 of them sitting up there.
0: Yeah. Their
3: direction still is controlled by their state legislature.
1: Well, it should be, too, and that's the whole point of it. Uh, what do you think of uh, what McCarthy's doing, saying that they won't move to impeach uh, Brandon or any administration officials? I want, to, I want to get back to an article I started yesterday by Robert I Spencer. Think but, uh, I think
3: he's—I think it's really ridiculous. He's a pushover. If somebody push you, you're supposed to push him back mm-hmm. in a legal way or whatever. I mean, could you yeah. imagine a boxer, a Muhammad Ali standing up there in the middle of the ring, just getting plummeted and don't hit back? <laughs>
0: hmm
1: yeah. Yeah. I see it. This is my contention is that the GOP has already surrendered. If they put McCarthy in as speaker, it's going to be a replay of, of John Boehner. It's going to be a replay of Paul Ryan. Uh, their deep state operative, you know, Kevin McCarthy is going to control the house. There'll be no investigations. There'll be no impeachment. There'll be no, uh, no, uh, nothing on COVID. Dr. Fascist is going to get away with everything, That he's going to do nothing. He's going to go right back to establishment policies. And although the uh, folks like uh, my congressman, Matt Gaetz and Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Green are going to scream and yell, there's nothing they can do if the speaker controls the votes and the speaker will control the committee chairs. And so guess who's not going to get judiciary? Probably Jim Jordan. You know, guess who's not going to get a lot of things? Marjorie Taylor Green, Louis, Louis Gomertz, you know, the real fighters, the really feisty fighters. Matt Gates, you know, the, 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 the strong people in the House are not going to get anywhere if McCarthy is the Speaker. And I'm just really worried that they've Part already given up. They've already he, surrendered.
3: Yeah. He Go ahead. He shouldn't be in the position. This is no time to be playing around. You're already down. beyond the two-minute warrant. <clears throat> so he should not be in that position if he's going to be a rollover, as we just prescribed.
1: I started an article by Robert Spencer yesterday. It's in a couple of things, uh, Frontline uh, and uh, PJ Media. Uh, and so I'm going I'm to pick up partway through. Because it still makes sense. It says, McCarthy declared that Americans don't like impeachment used for political purposes. What, what do the Democrats do? I mean, everything that they did with Trump, they did what, three times? Or at least they tried, I know they tried twice. Once they just did it by a poll. Who thinks he should be impeached? Oh, we do. <laughs> and that was it. That was the entire proceeding. You know, because the, the, uh, the Speaker controls the House. The Speaker controls the majority party, and therefore the Speaker controls the House. The majority party wants to stay the majority party, so they all do what the Speaker says. They're one unified at which the Democrats are. You know, so McCarthy's controlling the House, well, and he says there's Joe no impeachment. Biden
3: has done, uh-huh. Joe, Joe Biden has committed enough actions that comes under the definition, you are entitled to be impeached.
0: peace. Mm-hmm. So well, Biden's let's talk about high-transmissions.
1: Let's let's list them. Yeah, high well, so the first You're high absolutely
3: right just the Afghanistan uh, for, for, uh, debacle. Uh, what's uh-huh. going on now? Mentioning the 101st Airborne on the Ukraine border. That there well, is nothing more than saber rattling.
1: That's really stupid. What's the 101st Airborne doing on the Ukraine border? Why is it a NATO organization? So these are U.S. troops or are they under NATO command?
3: Yeah, U.S. troops, and I, hopefully they're not under NATO command.
1: Well, I hope they're not too. But I'm just saying, if if, if NATO is supposedly the organization that uh, you know is is going to be uh, supporting Ukraine against Russia, you know, if it's U.S., that puts us in direct line of fire. another then, then it's the United States declaring war on Russia. If we use our troops under U.S. flag, then then it's us
3: the against US, Russia. The hundred first airborne is the U.S. And I don't well, understand. I know it is. <clears throat> Yeah, so that's wrong. That's nothing more than table rattling, threatening Russia, mm-hmm. giving the Ukraine money to Kenya a battle that they never will win. And some of that money is probably filtering around, boomeranging around back into the coffers of foundations and also of political mm-hmm. campaigns.
1: Well, what is was hundreds of billions of dollars have gone to Ukraine? You know, you know what we could have done with that money? <laughs> you know, we could have probably buried all the power lines in Florida. You know, we could have uh, fixed a, a whole bunch of stuff. We could have uh, built a really nice wall. Well, of course, not in this, not during this thing, but the high crimes and misdemeanors. So we're talking about impeachment. So the first impeachable offense is the fact that he's there. You know, the fact that they stole the election. That's impeachable. Not only is it impeachable, it's arrestable. But you take the wall, canceling that. That was stupid. The surrender in Afghanistan. The cutting off of our energy supply. Um, the, the, the using the Strategic Petroleum Reserve illegally, basically everything they're doing, you know, using the Justice Department to uh, capriciously arrest um, anybody that's opposing them, any American that, that, that believes differently. I mean, the, the list of impeachment, uh, you know, just from his first day in office, those seventeen executive orders he signed, any one of those would be grounds for impeachment as a high crime. Josie, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, good morning. I'm driving, but I said let me call them for a couple minutes here. Sure. Um, all the money that they're hey, spending is because the hey, good morning, Bianchi. Uh, the problem is the, the radical left communists, no good communists, uh, 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 Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going broke because Russia has frozen all their money in Russia and in the Ukraine, so they're paying themselves. <laughs> Oh yeah, so they're paying themselves all these billions of dollars. The Ukraine is only getting crumbs. Because I talk to people every week and they don't see any changes. They're going hungry. I've been sending money to five different families.
0: Right.
5: Uh, and the money is going to their bank account and the neo Nazis to pay for their crimes over there. Yes. So, can That's you trace happens. the money?
1: Do you, do you have a source? Is somebody is like a Laura Logan? Uh, is somebody tracing the money that goes to Ukraine? with the banks, with the corrupt organizations, know. with things like that. Yeah, okay, so I don't we know need how to do, do that. that. We need to, yeah, uh, well, I, I can find it. I mean, I found the letter that, uh, that supposedly has been filed from the internet.
0: Maybe Laura Logan can do it
5: for us. Maybe she can do it for
1: us. Well, she wouldn't do it for us. She knows
5: exactly what's going on.
1: Well, yeah. see, so this is why I'd love to talk to her, but uh, that's, that's kind of, uh, that's where I'm going with this. In other words, somebody has to follow the money. And it's it's one thing to say it's going to Nazi organizations and things like that. But if you don't have a trace you can't really, you know, I mean you can speculate on that. But you can't you can't say that uh, that's definitely where the money's going unless we know that's definitely where the money's going. And right now we don't know.
0: Well that's, that's what I'm looking
1: you that's know.
5: what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're not gonna be working for free. Yeah, and Zelensky, Zelensky just purchased I have to find out where he purchased uh millions of dollars uh he just spent on a huge mansion here in Florida.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. (laughs) That'd be good to to trace that too. Yeah. Well, what do you think of this idea of uh, Kevin McCarthy, the uh, the deep state operative, who's going to try and take control of the Republicans? Yeah. Well, he says Americans don't like impeachment used for political purposes, and this is the other one. He says the country wants to heal. He's just like Bill Clinton. The country wants to heal. Well, we're 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 doing just fine. It's the government that needs uh, that needs work, and everything they're doing is imposed by government. The country's fine, and if we were left alone, we would be fine. But do you think we need to heal?
5: <laughs> no, he's a bad choice. But
0: yeah.
5: I don't know what the plan is uh, at the end, uh, why they're saying they're going to choose him. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Why well, don't Lawrence see anybody else
5: stepping forward?
1: Who, else, who <laughs> is that now? Who?
5: Candace Owens will be great.
1: Well, she's not in Congress, but uh, apparently you don't have to I be in Congress that. to be Speaker. No, you don't. I don't, I don't think there's it's any provision you on don't that. Have to yeah. Be. yeah, that's okay. I want to be on yeah, the Supreme Court.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to be on the Supreme Court.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to be the first well, non-lawyer in 100 years to be on the Supreme Court. Would, listen, my confirmation hearing would be worth it. Trust me. But here's another thing he says. McCarthy says that people want to, want to see a system that actually works. Now, what is he talking about? A system that actually works. Under Trump, we had a system that actually worked. Gas prices were low. The military was strong. Foreign policy was great. NATO was paying their fair share. We had a wall, and we had the Keystone Pipeline. And North Korea wasn't testing nuclear missiles. That seemed to me that was a system that actually worked. So what the hell is McCarthy talking about?
5: I don't know. Bianchi. you know anything about
1: it? Yeah. Well, you got to make
3: them work by implementing what you have in hand. If you don't use it, then it's not going to work. It's just like a hammer. Can't use a hammer for a screwdriver. Yep.
5: True. Yeah.
0: Well, and anyway, I mean, you know, to,
5: uh, you were talking, uh-huh. Greg. You were talking earlier about Crimea and uh, Ukraine. Uh
0: huh. The
5: people in in that city were begging Russia to take over because since 2014, uh, Obama put Zelensky in office, and he's been nothing but torturing and killing a lot of innocent Ukrainians. And they were fed up with uh, Zelensky in that city, and they were desperate uh, to get Russia to take control. And it's happening in other cities right now
0: uh, Mm -hmm. in
5: Ukraine. They're begging Russia to come and and help them because uh, Putin has rescued so many families. uh, And they're going to show the evidence uh, later uh, Mm -hmm. how he's been rescuing so many people from being tortured. Huh?
0: I don't know, whenever
5: they're ready to show it. But but Putin is going to show the full story about Hansel Biden and Biden right before the election, I was was told. So it's coming out. He's going to expose Biden and his son with all the corruption, even though we have it in the laptop, but it's going to come from Putin, I think.
0: Okay, well, uh, I've got something
5: here.
1: Yeah. Uh, I got an article here that says uh, how Obama and Biden installed neo Nazis in Ukraine. I'll take a look at that one later. That looks interesting. Um, I don't see a thing here that well, says Obama. Uh, how Obama and Biden installed neo Nazis in Ukraine? We got that one here. Uh, I don't see a thing that says Obama. You know, put put Zelensky in. I don't see anything covering confirming that.
5: They're not going to tell you, uh, Obama Oh, some places will. You'd be surprised. Obama. So how did it happen? Look, the internet's not going to tell you the truth. They've been deleting a lot of the truth. They leave whatever is convenient for them, you know? Yeah. So, well, I found don't believe I found the progressive uh,
1: letter. Do you see that I found the um, the letter that the progressive Democrats wrote wrote to uh, Brandon that they said they deleted from the internet? Yeah, I, I heard found you it.
0: Saying,
1: yeah, I found it this morning. Yeah. So it's there. Stuff's there.
5: Uh-huh.
1: But, but somebody they have usually deleted investigates.
5: Mhm. Yeah. They have deleted yeah. whatever they want to delete. Okay. So don't don't believe everything uh from Google because they're criminals too. Google Chrome. Chrome contra Madrina Chrome. They're in it too, so they're going down too.
1: I don't yes. I don't use Google. I, I use Duck Go, but apparently that's not much better.
0: Really?
5: So
1: we shall see. I
0: don't know. Okay. Well I wanna yeah, get back on uh,
1: I want uh, well let me let me ask your impression. So there is the, the Geldings, the Republican Party. They're begging, they're screaming, they're like, please vote for us, please, please, please. And it looks like we talked about earlier that the polls, Bill Fecky and I were talking, the polls are way underrating the Republicans. I think they're doing uh, – he says he had a, a poll that says they were doing six points better. I guess 10 points better, so we're, I'm kind of in the ballpark there. Um, but that's a problem. The, the, the GOP has never talked about trying to – for a two-third majority – so they could uh, they have a veto proof majority. They've never talked about that. They've never talked about election correction. They've never talked about uh, deporting oh. the illegals. They've never no. talked about the national debt. Uh, they've never talked about getting rid of covid mandates forever. Uh, they've never talked about. And in fact, McCarthy has just said they're not going to investigate Brandon, which means they're probably not going to investigate Dr. Fascist. They're not going to investigate, you know, all the, the anti-constitutional activities you know, during covid. You know, they're not going to investigate the vaccines. They're probably not going to investigate anything. Oh, yes, I don't know what are. I don't know what the hell they yes, are going to do, are. quite frankly. What's left?
5: No, they are. They you think? are. I don't know okay. what you're talking about. So who but should be speaker? As of today,
0: mm-hmm.
5: I just left uh, Santa Rosa. Uh, I forgot what you call this place where you get your driver's license, voting and everything. I just yeah. left there, and I'm officially off from voting ever again in my life. No more voting. Oh, you're today. a sovereign
1: citizen? So I okay.
5: Have a, yes. Yes. So, I did so you're, have not, you're not voting? Sign Can you vote
1: in state elections? No. Can't vote in that either? Never. Okay.
5: No. We were we were sent uh, an emergency thing uh, yesterday. All uh, state nationals, official state nationals, need to go and cancel their voting now. So mm-hmm. my husband did yesterday, and I'm, I just did mine too. But no, never again. So
0: what voting, about ever. the possibility?
1: Thankful, thankful what it, change makes you. What about the possibility that this is a Democrat-inspired uh, operation? And I say that because the no. people most hold on—the people most likely to do this—are Republicans to deregister. Think about it: the Democrats are the, one, no. the Republicans won't gain from this because the people that believe in this country believe in independence, believe in the, the in being a sovereign citizen. The fo- Democrats don't believe in that; they believe in the collective, they believe in the group, they believe well, in communism, Marxism, we'll and the, the oppression of the government.
5: So Changeful what if this change
1: is next year? Wait, Changeful wait, wait. It's change just,
5: next year. Have
1: you considered the possibility that this whole sovereign citizen thing is a way to deregister Republican voters? No. And no, Patriot voters.
5: Voter.
1: Why do you, no. why is that not, not possible? Why is that not possible?
5: Because we trust Anna Vaughn. Uh, she's been trying to take back our country for Who? more than 30 years. Uh, no. Who do you trust? Anna Vaughn. Who's Anna Vaughn, she's our organizer. She does the assembly. She's the one that has all the money to distribute to us. She's the one guiding us. Uh, and we believe she's working with Donald Trump. Yeah.
1: Can spell her, spell her so. name. I want to look her up. What's her name? Anna?
5: A-N-N-A. Anna. Like Anna. A-N-N-A. Uh-huh. A-N-A. And then V-O-N-N. Anna Vaughn, right?
0: Okay, I'll look
5: her up. So,
1: so why would so why would this one person convince you to deregister? It's a whole team.
5: It's a whole team of the state national, just not one.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, as a state national, do you do you you, uh, revoke your U.S. citizenship at all?
5: Uh, I'm changing it. Yeah, I'm not going to be a U.S. citizen. I'm going to be a true American. Like the Native American, Cherokee American, that's what I'm going to be.
1: Like now, they're them. still U.S. citizens. They they still can get passports and travel and have full rights of citizenship. They just happen to live on independent land, you know, and they're governed exactly. independently. Okay. But they're yeah. not, they're still they're still U.S. I'm gonna citizens. Be. I'm
5: going to be like them. I'm going to be like them. That's what we are.
1: What, living on a reservation? I'm going to be. I'm teasing you.
5: No, you don't have she- to have a reservation.
1: So what I think you're doing is hurting yourself beyond all measure. I think if you no. do, so if you announce it, so are you going to have a passport anymore or no?
5: Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah.
1: Driver's license? Yeah.
5: You should, uh, once the whole paperwork's finished, which it might take six months to get released from the uh, Pope, the, the Vatican. We have to be released from the Vatican. We have to be released from England. We have to be released from the United Nations. And, and who's uh, and Sanchez. who's gonna
1: release you from all these places and how much does it cost? They
5: they will. And they will. And we have special paperwork with our fingerprints and notarized and everything. Uh, yeah, see go. this uh, we're almost
1: this. Out. This is like the ultimate it's this is better than: it's uh, No, that this is better than when the CIA created Facebook. They used to call it LifeLog. The CIA wanted a way no. to trace every American. Oh, uh, I think I think you're being had. I think this is a scam. I think this is dangerous. I think I'd love to get this person to end <laughs> on. I can't wait to talk to, the, to her on the show. I think it's this is okay. totally nuts. I think this is going to hurt you deeply. And I don't know how much more I should talk about it on the air because I don't want to reveal too much about okay. uh, what you're doing. Okay, I just wanted to, no, like I said, give, let's give, you, give not you the talk option.
5: About it. It's fine. <laughs> All right, let's good. Cause I got other stuff I want to talk about. about. It. Criminals running the show right
1: now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to get back to uh, my, my dissertation on McCarthy and why he says, you know, we got some oh, other McCarthy, things to do. I found yeah. a couple of different uh, press things, too. Well, I've got, I want to do an article. I've got another one, similar article on Paul Ryan and one on, on uh, uh, James Boehner. So we're going to talk about those two a little bit. So last comment on this, and I'm going to play yeah. you something real quick, and then we're going to get back to our articles. Last comment for, for state sovereignty. Go for it. Give you one more shot at it. No, Gorman's going twice. Let me get Piakis. Pianchi, what do you think of this?
5: I'm sorry, I didn't know. Which, I thought you were going to a commercial.
1: Oh, I am going to, but I just yeah. I want to get your last word on it. I always like to give people you know one last chance to uh, to say their bit.
5: No, I'm good.
0: Okay,
1: Pianchi? I think it's a scam. I think,
5: think
3: about?
1: A, think about what? <clears throat> think about what? Well, oh, good morning. Welcome back. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, <laughs> in, then. Um, No, but Josie's idea of the, the whole idea of state sovereignty, that she's, uh, you know, changing from an American citizen to something else.
3: Well, she's the one that's uh, venturing into that. She's going to have to find out if it's what she thought it made was all made out to be. Then she can come back and let us know.
1: Okay. All I can say, Josie, because is it works may self- uh, Maybe. I'm not. Jesse, you work so hard for your American citizenship. Don't, don't give it up that easily. All right, let me play something, I'll be right back. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try, even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. Great Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Action Radio, dedicated to fixing everything. So I really want to get this on on this one show today because I'm not going to talk about this again. So uh, that's I, t- I like to sort of like tie up all the loose ends if I possibly can. So again, Robert Spencer, except if I can get Robert Spencer as a guest, he wrote this article. Robert Spencer wrote an article in PJ Media talking about uh, McCarthy, <clears throat> basically sorry, basically saying that he's surrendered. And so this is what it sounds like to me. He then goes on to say, uh, he says there'll be no impeachment against uh, Biden or Department of Homeland Security. Uh, secretary uh, and, that's, and former disinformation person Alejandro Alejandro Mayorkas, or he says Gestapo chief Merrick Garland, he says he's gonna leave billions of dollars who left you know he says, leave billions of dollars worth of material in Afghanistan for our enemies to use against us, no problem. So this is another thing that's uh, uh, that's going on, and this is part I don't think I got to. He says when McCarthy was asked if he saw any grounds for impeaching any officials of this lawless and authoritarian administration talking about, you know, the brand administration. He says, I don't see it before me right now. You watch what the Democrats did. They all came out and said they would impeach uh, impeach before Trump was ever sworn in. There wasn't a purpose for it. Hm. Yeah, there was. If you spent all that time arguing against using impeachment for political purposes, you got to be able to sustain exactly what you said. Well, that's not true either. because They couldn't sustain anything, but they did it anyway. And, and you know, they, they could have succeeded. So the point is, The reason I'm going through this is that Kevin McCarthy, you know, seems to think he's going to be a speaker and everybody else does, too. Nobody's actively campaigning against him. Nobody's actively running against him. Nobody's actively being mentioned as running against him. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is very simple. If you, you know, the reason that they pick the speaker so early and the speaker has absolute dictatorial control over the House, if you run against the speaker and lose, guess what happens to you? You never get a committee chair. You, your office gets transferred to the men's room in the basement. You know, you get terrible treatment and everybody knows it. Everybody that voted for a person other than the person who becomes speaker, they don't get good committee chairs either. They they get stuck on lousy committees, you know, the committee to uh, you know advance dustbins, you know, in the Capitol or, or some stupid administrative thing like that. But they don't get the good assignments. They don't get to go on the trips. They don't get the campaign money. And their party doesn't want them either. You know, because the party always supports the, the, the party. The GOP supported, you know, Boehner supported, Paul Ryan. Oh, they're wonderful people. Supported, uh, who else did they support? John McCain, Mitt Romney. They always support the moderate, squishy, deep state operatives. So there's a reason why if you go against the Speaker and lose, the consequences are huge. Consequently, nobody goes against them. This is why I say you cannot have people belong to a political party while they're in office. You can't do it because the power that goes to the Speaker uh, in particular, is way too much power. Again, and the people in the majority party—they well, don't want to get kicked out of the majority party. They they want their plum jobs, so so they they vote for whoever you know they're basically told to vote for because they don't want to stand out. They don't want to be the one person trying to go against the speaker because then for the rest of the time in Congress, their life is miserable. All right, so that's what's going on here. So McCarthy, who has kissed the ring of the deep state, who has professed his undying loyalty to fascism you know, and communism and, uh, and the government controlling everything says, I don't see any reason to impeach anybody in the Brandon administration. We said Biden, okay? Think about that. You can't say that. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming. We talk about it every single day, every travesty of the Constitution, every totally destructive thing they're doing, every way that they're controlling us. This is the government picking the government. What this proves is that McCarthy is part of the coup. McCarthy is doing this to support the coup. The fact that he's not going after a single person who was appointed by the government which chose the government, proves that he is part of the coup. So if you ever wanted clearer evidence, this is it. And to have the Republicans put somebody in the speakership of the House who is part of the coup, who is part of protecting the Brandon electors, who refuses to even consider the Trump electors, who refuses to consider an impeachment, who refuses to consider an investigation, he has just confessed to being deep state. He is the next Paul Ryan and John Boehner. He is the deep state operative that will not let the Republican, the real Republicans, and the House of Representatives do anything. So you can vote GOP if you want. It, it, if McCarthy is Speaker, it's meaningless. It's moot. That's his job. His job is to stop any kind of independent action, any kind of America First action, and his job is to make Trump's life miserable You know, when Trump wins. He'll get nothing out of McCarthy. He'll get nothing out of McConnell. Congress will be effectively blocked off. And uh, Trump will be a lame duck, as far as Congress goes, before he even starts. Simply because these two will not let anything decent go through. Piaki? I heard you stirring there. I thought you might to a comment.
3: Yeah. Good observation.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. I have my moments. So this is what... Um, this is can what Robert Spencer I, can said. Can I
5: say...
1: Oh, yeah. Sure. What do you think?
5: Can I say... Um... They impeach Donald Trump over a phone call, and you mm-hmm. see all the fraud and the criminal and the abuse to America and to the American people going on under this fake, corrupt, criminal administration. Mm-hmm. And and for him to say that they're not going to impeach anybody, it's it's crazy. But I it's
1: the white flag of surrender. I don't,
5: get, I don't get too excited about it because I don't know what the plan really is from mm-hmm. Trump and I know Trump is is manipulating the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Mm, no, I don't think so.
5: But so that's, don't that's, that's, we, we disagree
1: on that. that. Yeah. Pianki?
5: It's okay.
1: I know. It is okay. We'll give Pianki one more chance. i got another article yeah, we, for you guys.
3: Yeah, go ahead and read the next article.
1: Time Magazine. Zeke Miller, July 30th, 2014. The headline is Paul Ryan. Sue Obama, but don't impeach him. You're going to notice a pattern here, folks. House Budget Committee Chair uh, Representative Paul Ryan, who became the speaker after a while, said Republicans should continue with their plans to sue President Barack Obama over his executive actions and regulations, but should stop short of attempting to impeach him. This should sound really familiar from the article I just read. Paul Ryan says this does not rise to the high crimes and misdemeanor level. Ryan told reporters Wednesday morning at a breakfast hosted by the Christian Science Monitor. (laughs) The impeachment talk has been a steady theme among the GOP Tea Party wing, which is the good folks, which is like America first, right? And has been embraced in recent days by Democrats as a potent fundraising tool. He says, this is, let me see who says this again. This is Paul Ryan again. I see this as sort of a ridiculous gambit by the president and his political team to try to change the narrative, raise money, and turn out their base for an upcoming election that they feel is not going to go their way. Yeah, of course, it did go their way, right? Ryan says Wednesday, echoing House Speaker John Boehner's comments Tuesday that the White House's impeachment talk is a scam. We have no plans to impeach the president, Boehner said, surrendering again. Now, we've got three surrenders here. We've got, uh, we've got, Mitch Mc- we've got uh, Kevin McCarthy surrendering to Brandon, who we know is in there illegally. We've got John Boehner, who was Speaker at this time, uh, and we've got uh, then uh, Budget Chair Paul Ryan um, surrendering to Obama, refusing to even consider impeachment. This is the pattern. This is the cowardly party. This is the geldings that everybody says, they're going to come in and save us. They're not. This is why I deal in legislation and not personalities. The reason that Action Radio deals in laws and not people is that you can't count on people. So if we're going to get the laws that we want and be able to enforce them, we have to change the laws. Changing the people doesn't do anything because the deep state already has the system rigged. It's rigged against, even if it's a fair election, the system is still rigged against us. And they do that by putting in a speaker that they want and a majority leader that they want, and the majority leader and the speaker control the majority party, and that's the end of, the, uh, end of representation. You cannot be represented when people belong to parties in Congress. Comments?
5: No comments at the moment. Okay. Hey Greg, I'm going to continue listen to you guys. I'm going shopping at public before I go open the store this morning. So okay, talk to you soon. Ciao. Well, thanks for
1: for joining us today. Yeah. All right. Let me give bye. you another. Bye now. Here's another article, and this is in CNN. So the last one was. Why that
3: Paul Ryan's neighbor <laughs> beat him up?
1: <laughs> uh, that was that was Rand Paul. I think you're confusing people. Yeah, they both <laughs> they're about the same. Same mm. cookie from the same yeah. Well, Paul Ryan was the house, and, and well, Paul Ryan was the one that ran with uh, Mitt Romney for vice president and lost. Paul Ryan is a deep stater. Paul Ryan is on the board of Fox News. You wonder why Fox News doesn't talk about the election too much? That's why. Except for a couple of people, Maria Bartiromo and Tucker Carlson seem to be able to, to get away with anything. But the rest of them, yeah, they're falling pretty much in line. So this is CNN Politics, Wednesday, July thirtieth, twenty fourteen. Boehner impeachment talk a dim scam to raise money now there's an interesting picture and I've got this in the uh, uh, in our action radio group on Facebook the picture has um, two people prominently uh, pictured it's got John Boehner who looks like he just had a, a, a bout with alcohol again he, he was he was known to imbibe a little bit uh, and then you got right behind him is Kevin McCarthy looking dutifully on saying I'm your next guy I'm doing the right thing I'm one of you I'm, I'm of the, uh, I'm of the bond, you know, I'm of the deep state, but you look at that picture and he's looking fondly at John Boehner saying, yes, I'm going to be you one day and I'm going to do exactly what you do. Yes, he He's doing exactly what he did. He does. Look at that picture. The CNN article I have on the, on the action radio group, or if you're listening to the podcast, go to CNN uh, and the headline is Boehner and that's B O E H N E R. That's how they spelled it. Boehner impeachment talk, a damn scam to raise money. By Deirdre Walsh, CNN senior correspondent, senior congressional producer, uh, and that is uh, from uh, Wednesday, July thirtieth, twenty fourteen. There's McCarthy looking on. So he's been there for he's been doing his obedience thing for a long time. Jack, well, I shall I shall launch into the article here. I know Yeah, go ahead.
3: Banger, he holds his head down and look over his eyebrows. So,
1: who's this? Okay, are you seeing the are you looking at the Boehner. article? Boehner's weird. Boehner was, uh, he he's all bloodshot eyes and he looks terrible. Article says, House this is from CNN. House Speaker John Boehner flatly denied Tuesday that congressional Republicans are moving to impeach President Barack Obama, blasting the talk as a scam started by Democrats at the White House. And we have two liberal sources here saying this. He says, we have no plans to impeach the president. We have no future plans, Boehner said. Reports after a weekly meeting with GOP members. <laughs> Boehner said, this whole talk about impeachment comes from the president's own staff, yeah, well, it probably did come from Obama's staff, but it's fascinating that they so so much denied it here's what gets interesting though. it says uh, Boehner has emphasized several times publicly that he disagrees with former GOP vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin and other conservatives. So they don't list Boehner as a conservative. I find that interesting they don 't list McCarthy as a conservative either. It says Sarah Palin and other conservatives pushing impeachment over their claims, Obama's grossly, Obama's grossly exceeded his executive authority. Well, he did grossly exceed his executive authority. He should have been impeached. But the, the question is, why did the Republicans pick up on that? If they're actually the opposition party, why they work so hard to uh, support the party they're supposed to be in opposition to when the Democrats work so hard to oppose them? Democrats will impeach just because they feel like it. Republicans don't even impeach when it's almost a mandate to do so. That's the problem. It says Boehner's decision to sue Obama was designed to address outrage from the Tea Party activists and others within the GOP base over a string of Obama executive orders they said circumvented Congress. Well, they did. <laughs> the lawsuit covers his decision last year to defer a health law requirement, that would be, a, be, a, that would be Obamacare, that businesses provide insurance coverage to their employees. So Today, weasel off. This is, but the suit opened the door to more discussion about impeaching the second straight Democrat president by a Republican led House. Yeah, that's alleging Bill Clinton. Now, Bill Clinton's impeachment was stupid over Monica Lewinsky. That was stupid. What they should have impeached him for and held him on charges was killing all those people at Waco. So again, the Republicans missed the ball. They went after something that was meaningless instead of going after something that was fatal to a whole lot of people. Anyway, point being, there's a pattern of Republicans doing nothing. We got it right here. They won't do anything. I got more sources too. I got the political insider. GOP leaders, Kevin McCarthy, pre-surrenders. That's my word exactly. This is uh, Rusty Weiss, October 21st, 2022. So last week, GOP leader, Kevin McCarthy, pre-surrenders saying GOP won't impeach Biden. So I'll just give you his take on it real quick. Kevin McCarthy doesn't seem as enthralled with the prospect of impeaching President Biden. We we never say that, but article convenience. Quite as much as Republican voters might be. Yeah, that's for sure. The House Minority Leader, in an interview with Punchbowl News, which I'm still looking for, was already admitting that should the GOP win back congressional control in the 2022 midterms, that's in less than two weeks, folks, they will not impeach President Biden. The fact that they they even say President Biden is horrible. But the Republicans have said they won't impeach him, okay? And then they give the McCarthy quotes. Uh, let me see if I can find something a little bit different here. Uh, oh, he's a California Republican. Yeah, well, that's kind of meaningful. I got one from uh, the British. That's PJ Media. That's Britain. Let's see. Where's, where's the third one here? Third article. Daily Mail. England. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy hints GOP won't impeach Biden, cap- Biden cabinet officials because Democrats used it against Trump for purely political purposes. Now, let me see if I can make sense of that. So McCarthy says he's not going to impeach Brandon, even though there's ample grounds to do so, because Democrats used impeachment for political purposes? Can you explain that one? I can't. That's not a reason not to do it. That's insane. He won't do something that he's pretty much bound to do, which is impeach Brandon, because the opposition party that he allegedly is in opposition to used impeachment wrongly. So he won't use it correctly because the other side used it wrongly or incorrectly. Is that what he's saying? Is that, the, is that his argument? We're not going to impeach Brandon because the Democrats used impeachment badly. That's irrational. Help me up, Yankee. I'm trying to make sense of this, and I can't find any.
3: I don't know, Greg. It, I really don't know.
1: I don't either. I don't Brandon has
3: done many things that deserve impeachment, but uh, it's just, just being uh, in the, white uh, house. the Justice Center, it's like he, he th- he's got black privilege. He won't be impeached.
1: Not <laughs> about these folks? Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think it really is that McCarthy is confessing to his allegiance to the deep state by refusing to do the one thing that he's really mandated to do, in fact, the Republicans, the state legislatures, I think, are mandated to uh, to put forward their Trump electors. They're mandated to audit. If you have two sets of electors, how can you not audit the election? So, there's so much dereliction of duty here. It's it's staggering. I'm gonna look at Punchbowl News after the show. I'm kind of curious what they do. And then the article. This is the British. The British. Uh, who's our who's our reporter here? Uh, it just as DailyMail.com. I can't find an article author. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Caitlin Carroll, C C A R A L L E, U.S. political reporter for DailyMail.com. So it's a U.S. reporter, but it's in a British press. Uh, this is October 19th, my birthday. Kevin McCarthy is not as eager as GOP colleagues to immediately seek impeachment. And it says Joe Biden's cabinet members. See, this is an interesting part too. Look at the cabinet members. You got Mayorkas on the border, who's allowing millions of illegalists to run into our country. That's impeachable. You've got Merrick Garland, Department of Justice, FBI, that's persecuting Republicans because he doesn't like them. That's impeachable. Who else have we got? Uh, Health and Human Services, uh, Secretary, uh, what's your name, Walensky, who's pushing vaccines on six-month-old babies. That's impeachable, even though the CDC recommended it. I would get her out of office. FDA commissioner, too. Who else? Who else is violating everything? You know... um, and whoever, whoever's, how about the Secretary of Energy? Is that Buttigieg? No, that's not Buttigieg. He's Transportation. Who's the Secretary of Energy that's allowing the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to use to try and win an election? That's impeachable. That's fraud. Yeah, it's hard to think of somebody in the Brandon insurrection that shouldn't be impeached, or at least arrested for being part of it, for being accessories to a coup of stealing our, our, our government. Yeah, let's see if I can find other juicy quotes here. He also says, okay Oh, oh here we go. MacArthur also, MacArthur. <laughs> McCarthy also said and this is according to our, our British press, he also said that Republicans need to maintain their integrity by not turning around and engaging in the same politically motivated actions that they railed against the opposition party for doing the last four years. So let me get this straight. This is right of the British press, Daily Mail, that the reason McCarthy. Is not going to prosecute people easily prosecuted. He's not going to impeach people easily impeached, impeachable, simply because he wants to maintain integrity, you know, by not looking like Democrats. Well, they wouldn't look like Democrats if they used impeachment properly. They'd look like they were using impeachment properly. That's like saying, you know, deposit bank depositors don't want to look like uh, bank robbers, so they don't go into the bank, <laughs> even though they're bank depositors. Perfectly legal. That's the same logic. Well, we don't want to look like bank robbers when we walk in with our, uh, you know, uh, account books and checkbooks and things like that. We don't want to you know, we don't do that. That's, that's improper. We've got to maintain our integrity by not going to the bank and using it as customers. That's the equivalent. This is the only example I can think of. But, uh, yeah, let me see if I can get you another juicy quote here. So it says uh, Republicans need to maintain their integrity by not turning around and engaging in the same politically motivated actions that they railed against the opposition party uh, for during the last four years. Department. And here we go. Department of Homeland Security, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Attorney General Merrick Garland are the two top names that have been floated by some House Republicans as potential targets should the lower chamber turn red. That would be the House going Republican. Some Republicans have floated impeaching President Joe Biden, who turns 80 next month, by calling into question his physical and mental fitness to serve. Yeah, if you're if you're serving as president and you can't serve as president, is that a, is that a, is that a crime? Is that a high crime or a misdemeanor?
3: Well, Can he should impeached? have been examined by a doctor, like the request of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm.
1: He should have, but then they find that he, that he was
3: and, incompetent. Uh, a homeland secretary should be removed. Mm-hmm. Given the events on the southern border,
0: mm-hmm. so he should be removed. Congress,
1: yeah, but Congress Congress won't do it. They won't do it during the Democratic administration. Yeah. Let's see if they're going to do it. Let's see if they're going to go behind the Speaker. See, they can overrule the Speaker with enough votes. Uh, there's something called a discharge petition. So a discharge petition puts something that's bottled up in committee. So say there's a motion, there's a bill to impeach, there's a resolution to impeach. McCarthy doesn't want it to come to the floor. Well, if enough house, of, house members sign on to that, they can force it onto the floor. So there are ways to defeat the Speaker. I don't think they're going to do it, though, because the Speaker then will assign their office to the men's room. That actually happened in Massachusetts, by the way. I'll use that example. Somebody went against the, uh, the, the, the Speaker of the House in Massachusetts, Massachusetts State Senate, a state house, when I was uh, you know, back in college and used to do a lot of work with them because I went to UMass. Uh, the, the Speaker was so mad at one of the uh, representatives who opposed him that they actually, he actually assigned his office in the men's room in the basement. That's a true story. That's your article here. Well, um, if the,
3: if the states have a right to protect their, and you know we say this all the time. Mm-hmm. What is so difficult to understand? What it is to comprehend? What it is that's being said? States should mm-hmm. protect the down border. Yes,
1: the same the hell
3: with the federal government.
1: Well, I think that's coming. I think that's next. Let's see if I can find another juicy quote here. I think I pretty much covered this. Like I said, I be, I'm going to sit back and watch. Uh, just, yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty much the same quotes. Okay. Calls for Mayorkas impeachment are by, the far, by far the most popular among border hawk Republicans. <laughs> this is what they call it. This is definitely a, Daily Mail is a leftist publication. You've got to keep that in mind. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has no integrity and should have already resigned from public office, and that's Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. Yeah, Biggs would be good at speaker. He says, we will use my impeachment articles and impeach him come January. Uh, And that's what Andy Biggs said. Fellow Arizona Representative Paul Gozar, another great person, tweeted Saturday, Alejandro Mayorkas warrants impeachment for incompetence, dereliction of duty, and gross negligence. Most of Biden's administration comes from the clown world, but Mayorkas takes the clown cake. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Uh, Then we got another one. Chip Roy says, Mayorkas must be impeached. He should have been impeached long before this for a host of reasons. Marjorie Taylor Greene says our country is being invaded and people are dying every single day. The cartels control the border and human trafficking is the worst it's been in U.S. history. Marocris must be impeached. This is what all this is what the real Republicans are saying. Okay, the border crisis is one of the biggest priorities of Republicans as thousands of migrants, which they're not, migrants go home, continue to illegally cross into the U.S. Say, hey, these migrants are legal. These people are not. With seemingly interaction with the administration, of course not. they're they're promoting it. This is what we've done in the commitment to America, but we're really focused on uh, what we've done in the commitment to America, but we're really focused on the economy, on the crime and the border. That's McCarthy. He says uh, the Punchbowl interview uh, on accountability, he says, the commitment to America, McCarthy's big deal, the big deal focused on the economy, on crime and the border. But he's not. If he's not willing to impeach Mayorkas, anyway, I'm done with McCarthy. I've had enough. It, it's interesting for words. Another the course by the way. I don't know what Matthew said is really quite staggering. All right. Change of topic. <laughs> what can I play for uh for a little uh a little thing here? I I'm going to get a bunch of these things to kind of make for breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Breaks it Because I, I have a few th- – I don't want to do my, my full piece, you know, some of our sarcastic things. So let's go. I play fear. Now let's get my news broadcasting. <laughs> That's always fun. So and now back to the news again, news of the day. that out of the newsroom. So there's something going on called the reawaken America tour. Um, Wendy was talking me earlier. Um, Judy um, is, is one of the people who's in this reawaken tour. She's actually presenting our bill on vaccine product liability and our bill on getting rid of censorship from big tech. Every time she appears in this reawakened tour, uh, it's getting some traction. I haven't really heard a whole lot of yet, but I expect this bill to be in the news soon. Yeah. I'm hoping. Let's see what happens with the gelding Republicans. I think McCarthy will block both of them because he's too representative of big pharma and big tech, and the deep state loves those two. I think that's her biggest – that's another reason I don't want McCarthy to is I think our bills will – I think they'll have a much tougher time. So anyway, the Washington Post, Wake and Tour, they're calling it uh, Christian nationalism. So the headline is, and I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to the Washington Post, so I, I, have a, I have a partial article here. It says, uh, via Washington Post, right-wing roadshow promotes Christian nationalism before midterms. Pianchi, what the hell is Christian nationalism?
0: Do you have any idea?
3: Another, another term made up by the left.
1: Yeah. It's like white supremacist. you know, which became white nationalist. Well, I guess white nationalists wasn't quite good enough. There are people who are non-Christian who are also white. They're like, I don't know, Jews. <laughs> you know, a bunch of other religions. And who's that? Muslims. Everybody.
3: Muslims. Muslims. They're white. They uh, have what they classify as white, too. Uh, the white man's getting blamed for so much stuff, I'm starting to get jealous.
1: <laughs> away from all so yeah it, it's one thing to are for everything what is the uh, political uh, analyst said the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about so so the the white evil man you know the W-E-M the whims white evil men <laughs> it's our new group the whims anyway so Annie Gowan Washington Post says from Mannheim Pennsylvania in fact this is where I first uh, saw the slides that Judy was presenting you know, in public on our bill, with the website, the whole bit. Uh, and so she's given them to some very prominent people who I won't name just yet, but um, some very interesting people have our have our legislation in their hands right now. So we're going with this. Let's see what happens. This is, a lot of things are going to change uh, for legislation. This is going to be our time. This is our turn now uh, for the next uh, uh, two years before the campaign and the four years after that. Those six years, I think, are going to be critical for us and for the country to set us on a course of, of this legislation, this enactment, and with people giving our consent as to how we decide to be governed. It's going to be a great time. After that, I might have a fortune. I might just fly my jet. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. But i got six years of 100% commitment. So Manhattan, Pennsylvania, at the end, after former President Donald Trump called in to energize the troops, some had driven hours for the two-day Reawaken America tour in the leafy Pennsylvania countryside. Some had paid up to $500 for VIPCs. There were 5,000 strong, celebratory but angry about where the country is headed. Well, obviously, anybody with a brain is angry where the country is headed. Right? They said they, be- they believed the 2020 election was stolen. <laughs> it was. That vaccines kill people. Yep, they do. And that America, both its moral and civic foundation, is headed for complete collapse. Yes, it is. <laughs> so count me as one of those people. Right? It says, now they were waiting to be baptized in a black plastic animal trough. But did it have ivermectin in it, too? <laughs> you know, horse dewormer. Listen, black plastic animal. So they, 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 they bring back that animal theme. You know what's that, Pianchi? This is hysterical. They were going to be baptized in a black plastic animal trough, you know, and leaving the water soaked, shivering newly cleansed soldiers in their war for America. We didn't say war against America. So this is what the, this is what the left views of this reawaken America tour. And they say since, last, since April of last year, the reawaken America tour has brought hardline election deniers, that'd be me, anti-vaccine doctors, yep, I agree with them, self-proclaimed prophets, no, I'm definitely not that, and conspiracy theorists, well, it's not a theory, folks, it's real, to enthusiastic crowds across the country. The central message is that America's white, evangelical Christian way of life is under threat from the globalist cabal on the woke left. Oh, I have to comment on that. Pianki, do you see me as a white evangelical Christian uh, who wants to protect my way of life because I'm threatened by the globalist cabal and cabal the woke left? Is that me? <laughs> no, I thought that was me. <laughs> Yes, the whitest black guy on the
0: planet. I'm mad the you're still
1: in my identity. <laughs>
0: well,
1: this would be a good time to play uh, uh, your theme here. Uh, so, so whenever we, we have a, a cross-purposes uh, racial discussion, it's time to play the product that I think Piyanki should uh, patent and start. It's morning, and you are a proud black man. You go to the mirror. You're reminded of Governor Northrop of Virginia and Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada, both of whom appeared in blackface. And there you are. You just put on your shaving cream. And what do you see? Whiteface. It's bad enough that leftist-aspiring dictators are choosing to go in blackface. But you, proud black men, have no choice but to appear in whiteface every morning you shave. Now, direct from Pianchi Laboratories, comes a great new product made especially for you, proud black man. Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream. Yes, Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream will give you your black face back during your morning shave. For Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream is the first ever black shaving cream. Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream comes in three shades, dark, darker, and darkest. So now, proud black man, you have a choice. You can stay in Whiteface every morning, or you can join Black Men Everywhere and choose Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream every morning. You know, the hardest part about making that is being able to say Pianchi's Picture Perfect Face Saving Shaving Cream. That took me about 20 minutes of practice. Now I can do it. I don't think about it. But the, seriously, before I, I had to rehearse before I made that little piece. But uh, has anybody, any any prominent black leaders, black actors, black anybody, uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, have they ever gotten whiteface? white face? Has that ever happened? I can't think of any instance. I'm just curious.
3: No, not that I know of. I know uh, you may have a black group that does blackface down in New Orleans called the Zulu. The black group uh, that during, does blackface? Uh,
0: yeah.
1: There was, in fact, there was. I think some back in the minstrel days, there were um, black singers, artists, musicians that actually had to put white face on and then put black face on, so they looked like white people appearing to be black, even though they are black to begin with. Have you heard of that? No, it's, I think that's true. I would, you know, I wouldn't stay with not Yeah, I've but, yeah. heard of that. Yeah, you know, I've that's heard of a, a
3: lot of a lot of entertainers that was uh, appeared in blackface. Al Jolson.
1: Al Jolson,
3: yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mammy. You
1: know what's really funny about uh, Al Jolson is that I compare, um, I think he was in the jazz, he was in the jazz singer. He was the first talking film. And I sort of compare talk radio and action radio. And people don't like his comparison, but, but talk radio is where silent movies were in the 20s. Action radio are like the talking films of radio in comparison. Because we're the activists. We don't have listeners. We have participants. And I, I honestly believe that, uh, I don't know how long it's going to take, but action radio will replace talk radio as the dominant format, non-music format. It's only a matter of time. I mean, it started here. So anyway. But let me talk about this, this uh, in a little bit of time we have left here. Uh, white evangelical Christian way of life. See, this is fascinating to me. Okay, so first of all, I'm white. That's, you know, I've stated that, so that, that, that's a given. I'm not evangelical. I am not, you know, as, as committed as as folks like Wendy are to really preaching gospel and uh, telling folks, this is the way, this is it. You know, this is what you got to do. I, I'm not evangelical and I do not evangelize. Okay, so that doesn't qualify. Christian, yes, I'm definitely Christian. Okay, way of life, um, You know, if anything, the the, the, the Christians that do have Christianity as a way of life will get after me for not making Christianity as much of a way of life as they do. So it's kind of interesting. So I don't quite qualify there. But I don't see Christian, you know, for for Christians, it is a way of life. That's who they are. But how does that affect anybody else? See, that's the interesting thing. You know, an evangelical is not someone who requires you to do something. An evangelical is not someone who's going to cancel out whatever you do. In other words, you know, you don't lose your business if you don't become a Christian. You know, you don't uh, get kicked off social media if you don't become a Christian. You know, you don't get victimized. You know, your kids don't get taken away from you if you don't become a Christian. You know, th- that's not how this works. That's how the left does things. That's the cancel culture. So the, people, so the cancel culture is telling people that uh, the evil people are the Christians and they're the good guys. You know, and it says the Christian way of life is under threat from the globalist cabal. Well, there are globalists. That's not, uh, that's not made up. Because there are people who say they're globalists. A globalist is someone who's not a nationalist. Okay? So if you look at terms of globalists and nationalists, the nationalist would be Donald Trump. The globalists would be Hillary Clinton, Obama, George Soros, all the people that uh, put the world government above our sovereign nation and our individual rights and our republic. So there is a globalist cabal. But not in terms of a conspiracy theory, in terms of reality. The United Nations is a globalist organization. By definition, the World Health Organization is a globalist institution. You know, NATO, which covers many nations, is is global it's regional, but it's still globalist in scope. The European Union is is attempting to, to globalize on a regional scale. So that the globalists are everywhere. China wants to rule the world. So they're probably the biggest globalists out there and they want to make everybody communist. So the idea that there aren't globalists, that there aren't people that have, uh, that put the interest of of, uh, the globe, Bill Gates, perfect example of a globalist. Michael Bloomberg, the billionaires, the rich leftist billionaires are globalists. They think they transcend, you know, America, that that, uh, they don't want us to be a sovereign country. They don't want us to be a Christian country. And we're, we're, you know, we're, we're only a Christian country for the amount of Christians that are here. We're a Christian country, a Muslim country, a Jewish country, a Buddhist country, a Hindu country, and every other thing you can think of. That's who we are. But the idea that these folks are, are trying to condemn people who are trying to reawaken America, that's not trying to reawaken communism. That's a lot to say. That's not reawaken the deep state. That's not trying to reawaken the coup. They're trying to reawaken America with American values, American culture, American patriotism, studying our American history, good and bad, and promoting America first. What's the problem? I don't see one. On that note, back to you, Pianchi.
3: Well, those are the powers uh, that you got to continue to fight because we can look look in between their lines and see how the evil conceptions that they are Mm posing and trying to apply through American society
1: yeah, but there's some flaws to their argument. First of all, white people don't consider the, the the you know the whiteness thing. I don't go about my day saying I'm a white person. What would a white person do in this situation?
0: <laughs>
1: I, I don't know any any white person that thinks that way. I mean, do you go through your day thinking? What would a black person do in this
0: situation? it
3: fits well. What's that? It fits well with indoctrination and yeah. so forth, and the history yeah, but, of slavery and and so on oh, yeah. and so on and. Segregation, Jim Crow, those were individuals that was not uh, national governments.
0: Mm-hmm. Those were
3: local individuals and in they own little enclaves that uh, posed those restrictions and committed those criminalities. It wasn't yeah. all white people. When the Civil and donors were that that's the day before, less than 3%, maybe 4% of whites had anything to do with slavery.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And besides that, it was it was illegal. It was illegal. Uh, it was a legal business that went on throughout the world.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean the Democrats fought a war to keep slavery. People tend to forget that the Confederacy was the Democrat Party. Hello, folks. Wake up and smell the coffee. But the idea that what well, they're trying to do is create a race war. You know, they're trying to separate white Christians from everybody else. In other words, white Christians are bad. White evangelical Christians are bad. Everybody else is good. And then well, the what is, is
3: black oh, Christians oh. going to do in that case? Aren't they brothers?
1: Uh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. You know, there's a lot of black
3: um, you can't paint, you can't paint a 2022, uh-huh. uh, 2022 race war, if you put that on canvas, what would the faces look like? It wouldn't all be white on either side. Well, It'd that's be a mixture of all.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point because you look at any um, any group of Republicans, you know, you look at Nick Searcy's, uh video of, of January sixth, you know, and you see you know people wearing you know blacks for Trump, Asians for Trump, Jews for Trump, you know, every group Hispanics for Trump, you know, Latinos for Trump, every group you can think of. And I don't like to group people, but it is fascinating that the left is trying to create a race war amongst people that don't think of that at all. Like I say, you know, just as I don't, you know, go through my day thinking, what would a white person do in this situation? You know, you don't go through your day thinking, what would a black person do in this situation? We don't care. It's not a part of us. It doesn't matter. Do you know people that do that? You know, well, if you're going to maintain your blackness, you have to do this. What kind of a curse is that on people? I think leftists do that.
3: A lot of people have been failures in okay. uh, in this system of uh-huh. capitalism. They, things didn't work out for them for whatever reason. Maybe they decided to do something else rather than do what they should have maybe been mm. doing. I mean, yeah. they made a bad choice, and they feel that uh, it was, quote, unquote, the system that caused them to fail. I don't think so. Even when you go into some of your stores that have – uh, merchandise that's that's been made by black manufacturers, producers,
0: mm-hmm.
3: that uh, they try to stir blacks over into those areas because blacks don't want to go back from those areas. They just like anybody else, they look for the best deals, and the best quality.
1: See, that's the thing too. That uh, you know what we have in common. We have things in common because we're Americans. You know, I don't think most Americans think of skin color. Do people? Do Americans recognize different skin colors? Of course. But that's not the point. But we don't recognize it in terms of it being a category or a part of our life. You know, we – I mean, Americans go about their business. You know, every American you can think of, you know, is, is meeting probably every other type of American you, that you
3: can think of at some point. That, you got black people that's pissed off because Serena Williams married a white man. That yeah. uh, The Supreme Court <laughs> judge is married to a white male. Kansas Owens is married to a – white male you got uh a white black woman that's married to uh the guy that made the uh antivirus program i can't think of the name of it but uh hmm. you uh got blacks that hate that
1: well you got know, whites that hate that too i mean it, it, but that's that's racism so you want to talk about about real racism not political racism. Not using races or trying to create a race war with people against each other. But that—that that is real racism. If you hate somebody else simply because of who they married, you know, then you have got a problem. <laughs> you know, and and that's that's a pure well, form of racism. Stupid. But it doesn't. But it, it like doesn't things, do they anything. Can, they
3: got a reason not to like them, so they can Just let you yeah. know that that's how they feel. Yeah. Now, but when if it's you not, physically uh-huh. try to stop something like that, then it becomes racist. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it really comes down to government policy, too. In other words, if somebody hates the fact that a, there's an interracial couple, that's that person's problem. They're not going to affect the interracial couple unless you know, they're yelling and screaming family or things like that. But the point is, government policy is what really makes the difference. So in other words, if it's government policy to go after white evangelical Christians, that's a problem. That's racism.
3: Well, yes, okay. it is. Suppose you're interracially married, you've got a, a white, a black wife and a uh-huh. white husband, or vice versa, you have children. Uh-huh. Now, does the children
1: look frowningly upon one of their parents? Yeah. Well, it's interesting when you have the multiracial kids that are coming home, and you know they have a white parent and a black parent, and the kids learn in school, the black parent's a victim, and the white parent's an oppressor. What does that do in that family?
3: And, and you. you also have uh, uh, blacks institutionally in positions that implement racist uh, condemnations and moves. Nobody mm-hmm. checks them on that.
0: Yeah. You got I think what
3: seemingly a- is uh, black privilege in many rules of justice when it comes down to the punishment of criminals. Yeah. He had the white yeah, uh, high school athletic star, the white high school football player that was uh, killed involving two black males in Georgia in the Uh same uh, county where uh, the Albury trial was, if I'm not mistaken.
1: What's the Albury trial? Uh, Why
3: come the lady that's the head of civil rights with the Justice Department, why come she's not claiming hate crime unless she's waiting on a trial? So let's see what that jury looked like. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't think uh, white people can claim hate crimes i think that, i think we're 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 not part of the privileged you know group that gets to to say that if someone does something against us, you know who looks different that, that that's a hate crime um I don't believe in hate crimes anyway because crimes are crimes it doesn't matter if you, the, a, a crime you know between uh different races is just as bad as a, as a crime between people of the same race It's still a crime so i don't I don't understand hate crimes unless you're using it for political purposes, which is what this is so these folks are trying to. Washington Post, this is a Washington Post article, is trying to say that the Reawaken America tour is all about white evangelical Christians and their their paranoia, their conspiracy theories. So it's a division. It's, it's a war against people who think differently. Not look differently, but think differently, even though they use...
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we know uh, look that.
1: Well, let me, I, just, I want to finish well, this article then I, all... I want to get, I just want to go through a little bit. Oh, so go ahead and make a point and then okay. I, want to, I want to get back to this real quickly. But uh, yeah, go ahead.
3: Yeah, well, it's 10 o'clock here, but I got to go. But the thing is, is that the law is the mm-hmm. law, and your cry should be for the equal application of the law in mm-hmm. all circumstances involving yeah. all people. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's for what sure. we
1: want. Yep. Well, in that case, if you have to leave, I understand, and that's cool. I'm just going to finish this. There's only just a couple – there's a little bit left. I want to make sure I cover it because I do like to do things completely. That's my own little uh, – uh, I think I, I don't like to have loose ends over shows if I can avoid it. So thank you, sir. And let me just continue finishing this. And, uh, and if you want to, you know, opine tomorrow, feel free.
3: All right. I'll see you later. Be careful. Uh,
1: I will. But I'm also going to be daring, bold, and take chances because that's me. Okay. <laughs> let me get back. Thanks, Piak. I really appreciate it. Um, here's a quote that I found. This is the next line in this article uh, from the Washington Post. Um, from I think it was yesterday. Let me just refresh people's memories. So October 24th uh, Washington Post says right-wing roadshow that's the reawaken America tour promotes Christian nationalism before midterms This is fascinating. And here's the line that I think is is the funniest of all the traveling carnival of misinformation Merges entertainment politics and theology and makes the existential argument to those attending the debate is no longer about Republican versus Democrat. They say it's about good versus evil, and it's time to pick a side. Well, In many respects, that's actually true. It definitely is good versus evil. You know, We're the good guys. Okay, We're the ones that believe in nationalism, believe in our country, believe in patriotism, believe in uh, individual rights and individual responsibilities. We believe in stopping crime. We believe in uh, the Second Amendment. We believe in free speech, free religion. We believe in equality. We don't believe in racism. We don't believe in uh, groupthink. We don't believe in government oppression. We don't believe in wokeism. We don't believe in in telling kids they can change their gender when they really can't. We don't believe in, uh, oh, I'm going to start calling it Frankenstein surgery. So that's my new term. So gender reaffirming care is now going to be known as Frankenstein surgery. Or drug treatments, because that's what they're doing to the kids, okay? So does that make me uh, uh, an evil Christian white guy? No. <laughs> it makes me a patriot. But they're, what they're, they're confusing. So is it good versus evil? Absolutely. The left is evil. I'll say it right here. The left is evil. Anytime you have groupthink, mass, uh, uh, you know, top-down policies, do this, do that, you know, uh, make them afraid, make people afraid because of COVID, make people afraid because of climate change that isn't happening all that stuff is evil and you should call it that Or you're just being judgmental. Absolutely right. I am. I'm proud of it, but this is the fun line, the traveling carnival of misinformation, (laughs) you know, merges entertainment, politics, and theology. Okay. Well, I don't know a whole lot of theology that came out of the reawaken uh, America tour. Um, I don't know if they're pastors or priests or, or, uh, um, folks are they're actually talking uh, theology. I'd be curious. I don't know. I have to read who's on the on this politics. Well, it's absolutely politics. Entertainment. Yeah, it looks like fun, but the traveling carnival of misinformation. So let's talk about what misinformation is. So you'll hear this all the time from the from the White House and from big tech. We have to stop misinformation. Well, the problem is who judges what misinformation is. See, that's the power. So what they're really saying is. We have the right to judge what you say and whether you can say it or not. And if we call it misinformation, you can't say it. Whether it's misinformation or not is irrelevant. What is misinformation anyway? Information that's not true. Well, who judges that? You know, if a doctor comes out and says that uh, they cured 1,000 people with COVID using hydroxychloroquine, is that misinformation? No, that's truth. You know, if the same doctor said, well, I had 1,000 people on remdesivir and they died. I had 1,000 people that I actually got to treat with hydroxychloroquine and they lived. Is that misinformation? No. But it would be called misinformation because it goes against the narrative. So whenever you hear misinformation, you have to think propaganda. Is it approved propaganda or is it truth? (laughs) So the use of the word misinformation is misleading. The term misinformation is misinformation. Because it's not real information. Anyway, the article says, since its inception, the tour has been denounced by mainstream religious leaders because of its extremist views. Oh, really? Well, and what is the mainstream religious view? Is that to cower in fear when the state says you can't hold church services during an alleged pandemic where 99.95% of the people do just fine? Is that the mainstream religious view? Because that's what they did. Am I against that mainstream religious view? Absolutely, because they're cowards. They failed. They failed to do their job. They failed to do what they're supposed to do, which was stand up to the deep state when they were trying to be closed during the COVID propaganda you know, exercise. And, and, and just to be clear, COVID is real. People have died of COVID, but a whole lot less have died of COVID than the government told you. And it's a whole lot less serious than the government has told you. So that is misinformation. But because it comes from the government, they get to approve the misinformation and they get to say that your information is misinformation. That's how it works. So, denounced by mainstream religious leaders. Well, that's like saying, well, the mainstream news didn't report this. Well, of course they didn't because they're owned by the government. That's fascism. A government corporation, you know, melding a cooperative effort between them to the exclusion of a free private industry and, uh, and a controlled government by a constitution is fascism. That's what it is. Extremist views. And then it says its organizers have been forced to move venues twice. I think they're on tour, aren't they? They're moving venues all the time. <laughs> so that's funny. Due to community concerns. What's the community concerned with? The Anti-Defamation League has targeted and report. That's the, that's the folks that don't like people making um, insults, aspersions, or threaten, threatening Jewish folks. Anyway, so what would be the, what would be the, what would be the community concerns? I, I think chances are the community is much more in favor of this. You go around the country, the Reawaken America tour, talking about freedom, patriotism, God. You know, individual rights, limited government, an end to COVID misinformation, real misinformation. And as Judy Mikevitz is doing, a product liability bill that puts liability back on vaccine makers. What would the community be concerned with with that? I I don't think I don't see any problem there. Oh, here we go. He says, we face a battle in our country. And that's uh, retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who I'd love to have on the show. Trump's former national security advisor turned election denier. (laughs) What's an election denier? I, is that someone who denies that elections take place? <laughs> or denies that 2020 was an election, when in fact it wasn't? Yeah, and he says, it told the crowd, I mean, Christianity is under attack. Honestly, it feels like everything is under attack. Well, of course it is. Here's one. Let am just read the last paragraph. So I'm almost done here. And then, then you continue reading on the Washington Post where they continue their misinformation. This is for Johanna Gracia, an artist from Philadelphia, her, bi- her baptism Friday was the culmination of a two-year journey that began during the pandemic when she fell into deep depression, began following the reawakened tour online, and left both the Catholic Church and the Democrat Party. Well, that seems like a smart move to me, considering those are the people who maintained both the coup and the COVID unconstitutional mandates. So, yeah, leaving both the Catholic Church and the Democrat Party makes sense. Okay? Anyway, she says, she became a Republican the day that Doug Mastriano, one of my heroes, the conservative state senator who was Pennsylvania's GOP nominee for governor, declared his candidacy in January. She says, I feel more confident now, Gracia said as she emerged, dripping from the ice-cold water. That's the baptism in the animal trough, right? My eyes have been opened. Hmm, yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh so they go on anyway, the idea that's enough for today. I've had enough. Let me just do um, play a little bit on the way out here, but uh, so that's where we stand. So McCarthy is a loser. They've already, they've already surrendered. And I'm not the i I'm not the only person saying, so I may have been the first person to say, so I've been talking about this for a while, but it seems to me that the, uh, the Republicans, if they elect Kevin McCarthy speaker, they have already surrendered and nothing good will come out of the Republicans, you know, taking back control of Congress because they won't have taken back control. They will have taken control and given it right back, the deep state, and therein lies the problem. Okay, let me play one more thing here, a couple of stuff, and I uh, will leave you some, we have a PSA and a couple of things about our show. Back tomorrow, tomorrow is Thursday, 7 a.m. Central Time, and of course, you can podcast the show afterwards. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff here, writeyourlaws.com is our latest, latest light, site, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com. We've got our discount code, W-Y-L, which stands for Write Your Laws. At uh, at Strikeforce, at GraveCare, Care, at My Pillow, and so those are where you can use your, your things. There, uh, we actually have a Give Send Go account, Givesendgo. dot com slash Action Radio, looking for contributions to keep us going. Uh, we're looking at. We also have a uh, uh, for sponsors. In fact, we get uh, when we get the business folks who want to uh, do advertising. PayPal me slash Action Radio, and, th- and that's at paypal. dot com slash paypal me slash Action Radio, uh, and that should do it for announcements. And you'll find me. Uh, uh, at Facebook, all over the place. We've got 20 groups. And I'll be back here tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock a.m. Central Time. This is Greg Pengliss. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis.